You are tuned in to the round table right here on PSN Radio and YouTube. Thank you for being here with us, friends and foes, and everybody under the sun here on this galaxy or one far, far away. We're live on June 25th, 2020, and we have a loaded roundtable. See, on the panel tonight, we have Zod Ryder. Say hello, Zod. Hello, Zod. Hey, barely made it tonight. How you doing, man? Hey. You're hanging in there? Hey, I'm glad to be here. And uh, joining the uh, panel of the one and only Johnny Alpha. Sup, sup. What's going on, y'all? How you doing over there, Johnny? I'm all right. Doing good? Just, just doing hanging what I there? do, you know? Yeah. And joining the round table for the uh, first time, I think, right? Sonia. Hey, Sonia. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> there you go. I, I thought you muted yourself into oblivion. I was trying to, like, get you, you know to what? say. I actually... <laughs> yeah. And uh, we have uh, a lot to talk about besides uh, being locked in. There's uh, some uh, good news coming out of uh, Midnight's Edge. Really cool channel, and uh, there's a rumor going around that Michael Keaton, uh, who has been rumored to not just come back as Batman in a cameo, no, this uh, looks like it's much bigger, and uh, he's rumored to come back as possibly Batman in Batman Beyond. So we're going to play a clip of that. Uh, Also, I'm sure Johnny has been looking uh, really hard for some other news to talk about, because that's kind of like his... uh, his uh, thing here, I Johnny. Tried, man. Anything? That, Any, no, shit, nothing. Shit sparse, bro. Could it be COVID related? I bring up, but shit sparse. Yeah, it's related. No, not that, COVID related, but it's like um, movie related. There's uh, not much going on in the movie world because obviously we don't have like cinemas right now. Um, not a whole lot uh, coming out in theaters. Uh, other than stuff getting pushed back to like what next year or a couple years down the road. Uh, Tenet got pushed back. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at Tenet and Wonder Woman 84 heading into next year. Yeah, that's a little shocking. I, I thought that at least uh, we would get uh, Tenet to come out this year uh, with the way that, uh, you know, uh, Nolan is. Yeah, but with, with no real oh. theaters, it's not, it wouldn't be worth the investment because theaters aren't going to be open in the way that we would want them to be in order to make the maximum profit. That's the mm. only reason. Yeah, that that kind of like uh, it's going to be a taking out probably a problem for a long time because if you think about it, uh, we're not going to get rid of this uh, virus anytime soon. So until there's a vaccine, where they're going to keep like most of these theaters closed, or, like big movies are not going to come out. Like a lot of people are well, uh, in. Will come out. There'll be movies that'll come out. They'll come out video on demand. But the thing is, for big movies. They're trying to push, trying to hold off till next year in hopes that they can actually do a theatrical experience. But like you said, you know, for the foreseeable future, you know, it's really hard to tell right now. It's kind of murky. It, even going into next year, like a lot of these uh, theater uh, companies or these movie companies are pushing these movies to next year. Like if next year is going to be the end of the virus. And <laughs> it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And even if... For example, let's just say somebody comes up with a vaccine. You don't think that like the hate mongers are going to be like, "Yeah, we're not taking the vaccine, Bill Gates. Get away from me." So there's that whole debate, you know. And uh, HIV came out how long ago, and they still haven't found a cure for that. So 
This is a, this might be what cripples movie theaters. What do you think, Zach? Because we've talked about this before. How streaming yeah. is the, yeah, the feature I, I platform. Yeah, I really feel like this is. Yeah, I agree. I think this is like speeding it up. You know, like we're like we saw we see like theaters kind of dwindling have been kind of dwindling for a while, but the pandemic has just kind of sped it up and made it a lot more you know a lot more rapid towards the end. And then there's a lot of movie companies now that are seeing streaming as the future, and the future is here. So I think what what, what we're going to see, we're going to see a lot more of these movies that were prepped and primed to go to theaters are going to be coming to like these major streaming networks. So I don't know if you'll see Tenet or Wonder Woman 84 coming like to example for to like HBO Max or or to like a video on demand service like Voodoo or something like that. But I think. I think they're going to try to wait until next year to try and get the maximum benefit. And then if they can't, if they can't by early next year, I believe that even Christopher Nolan will concede and will and they will decide to put Tenet on video on demand. That's what I think is going to eventually happen, because like you said, unless they have some way to completely eradicate this virus in, in an expedient way, you know, this is going to be with us for the foreseeable future. So. There's no nobody going to be feeling really safe to go to movie theaters. So it's it's kind of like, you know, you kind of got to embrace what you have. And right now, I think that's, you know, video on demand services and streaming. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's becoming the new normal. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's still, you know, actually, I was thinking about this uh, earlier because there's a report down here in Florida and uh, they're doing something that's really interesting. And uh, by the uh triple-a arena where the man he played and uh they're doing it in a couple of different avenues where there's big big you know stadiums and they have these huge um screens they're starting to show movies there they're actually doing a, a theatrical uh, showing tonight of jurassic park and uh, through the weekend they're going to show more movies where you could actually go and park and watch the movie like an old drive-through or drive-in movie theater you know where you could just sit there and watch the film and um that's an interesting thing what if uh, you know this uh, in turn uh brings the whole drive driving experience back which we've lost since the 80s mid 90s around there um i mean that's a way to keep kind of like the movie theater experience going for the time being anyway but the big chains that depend on people actually going and sitting like the imax and sitting in their right. franchises uh, those are going to go the way of the, of the dinosaurs. So it might go back to the past and bring back the driving experience uh, where, as you know, we're going to lose all these big, you know, uh, companies that are in malls and whatnot, like the AMC theaters and, and things like that. Um, what do you guys think about that or for an idea to bring that back? I think it'll help a little bit, but I don't think it's it's really like the answer when it comes to uh, saving the theatrical experience as we know it i think it'll be nice for a few for a few screenings and stuff but ultimately i think it's it's still going to come down to uh the streaming medium unless unless the virus goes away uh soon i i don't think i don't think things are going to even come close to getting back to the way we know them and the, and the drive-in thing i think it's going to be like a like a niche thing at best possible johnny yeah i was gonna say it'll defeat the purpose of um where movies have gone in modern times 
everything has come down to sound design. That's a huge part of films. And you will not be getting that Dolby experience in your car or with one of them little pull-up speakers in your window. So the, the entirety of the idea of sound design, like, you know, people like you mentioned, and Christopher Nolan, his movies very highly depend upon the thumps and the humps and the bums and all the noises being in the right places. And you're just not going to get that as much as I love drive-ins. You know, I love just, you know, sitting back, smoking some wet widow super cheese, watching oh, yeah. some bad films at a drive-in. But um, I think as a place to go and see modern blockbusters, you know, like I don't think in-game would be like incredible at a driving, you know what I mean? It'd just be kind of like watching it at your friend's house, sitting on his floor. It'd be like the same type of experience. So, well, now with the way cars, yeah, but remember most cars that come equipped now with like pretty modern tech when it comes to like speakers and and like setup, and they all come with Bluetooth. So the, the idea is to Bluetooth in the signal, um, so you can connect to the uh, to whatever the Bluetooth devices. And you can actually get the audio in your car at you know full volume, so you don't need like the little hokey, um, you know, little radio or anything like that that they clip onto your car. You can kind of hear it, but staticky. No, it's not gonna be like I don't think like that. But if they could do something with like Bluetooth and you could hear it and you have a nice sound system in your car, what's the difference? I don't know, you, but that's assuming that a lot of people are audiophiles and they care about their car stereos. I mean, a lot of people just have what. You know the stock radio. Yeah, but well, not not, any, not anymore. Every every car. Yeah, but every car since like ten years ago has come equipped with Bluetooth. So that's standard now in almost every single car. Uh, Sonia, do you have anything you want to uh, talk about uh, when it comes to this? Uh, you want to drop in your two cents? The driving, like yeah, living here in Arizona. Oh mm, yeah. I don't think <laughs> I would be able to enjoy. Uh, you know, a big hit movie at the Why? Because of, the, cause of mean, the heat? Especially during the summertime, it gets really hot. We're in three-digit temps right now. And the drive-in, I don't think so. I mean, we have two drive-ins that are open, and they have been pretty busy as of late, especially when um, the stay-at-home order was in place. They uh-huh. did allow those drive- drive-in uh, theaters to remain open just as long as they were social distancing. You know, of course they're social distancing because they're in their cars. Right. However, I mean, with the with the summer coming up, and oh, it just it would just wouldn't be ideal to be able to go and enjoy a good movie. At home is probably yeah is the reason why streaming is, is taking over because it's the easiest most efficient way to get the content to consumers and you can watch it comfortably. So if we can't go to a movie theater, that's the best way. Oh, no, I agree, but I think there there is a niche opportunity for drive-ins to at least make somewhat of a comeback. And there's always going to be people that out of curiosity are going to want to go just to check out the experience. And that, that was huge in the 80s, you know. We, you know, we laugh about it now because we have all this other technology. But before we had the internet, drive driving theaters were like, uh, you know, a big popular thing in the summer and the winter. You know, kids all over the U.S. would go to driving theaters and and have fun. And I mean, that's you know, just another way to to like at least 
uh, give us a little bit of a sense of normality when it comes to like everything that we're facing you know, with this uh, COVID-19. But obviously streaming is, you know, more convenient. You're at home with the AC on. You have whatever popcorn you want to make. You can pause, go to the bathroom, come out of the bathroom, uh, go back in the bathroom if you've got the runs, you know, whatever. Uh, like, I think somebody's in the bathroom now because they keep making a lot of noise like they're sitting down using the toilet. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Another great thing that um, streaming allows for, and, and this is kind of a funny thing that I'm going to bring up, is um, it, there's there's a lot more freedom to it. Like um, Netflix, they just recently made one of my favorite graphic novels into a film, Last Days mm-hmm. of American Crime by Rick Remender. It ended up being a terrible ad- adaptation of the film, or of the book the film was, but they still made it. It's still watchable. It's it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it, it allows for things like that to be made, whereas, you know, the Hollywood system probably wouldn't touch that. You know what I mean? So that's another good thing that streaming has compared to the traditional Hollywood structure. And um, I'm kind of digging that because even though I did this particular film didn't turn out well, they're still going to be making more comic book films like that out of netflix and um you know that's kind of got me more hyped than hey guess what we got another spider-man coming out you know it's or another batman like yeah boy batman. yeah but they, they're still gonna make they're still today. gonna make those movies they're just gonna put them on streaming and uh speaking of netflix uh let's jump on that real quick uh they just acquired a huge property this week and one that i know that me and zod love and i, I assume that the uh the Alphas and the Sonias on the call also love them, Zod. Cobra Kai is moving to oh, absolutely. Netflix. What do you think is of it that? Right? Yeah. Zod, what do you think? Yeah, it's great news. When I when uh you know William Zepka put out the tweet and I and I was excited when I saw it, I'm like, Oh my god, this is wonderful. You know, this is exactly what you know what we needed to hear. It deserves to be on Netflix because it's probably got about four or five more seasons left to go. So Netflix knows they have a safe investment. The show's almost unanimously loved. So it's, I mean, so I, I, don't, I don't think they can go wrong. I think they've just acquired a property that will only add to their popularity. Uh, agreed. Sonia, what do you think? I heard you say, wow. No. <laughs> oh my gosh um actually i've uh never watched oh Cobra Kai. hang up don't that, that no. you're done it's a wrap no. No. <laughs> i mean it's on my list of things to you know catch up on but <laughs> but yeah that's kind of cool now i can um you know do some binge watching it, 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 dude, like get on that. Yeah, like what are you waiting for? You know, we all might be dead soon. You might, you have to go out at least knowing what the two seasons were before you know we croak. Oh, stop! It's like, <laughs> it's like the greatest belated sequel ever. I mean, like ever. I wish for, I wish like more things would do that with old properties that I love to do what they did with Cobra Kai. I mean. So uh, is Netflix, um, they're just going to be producing it now? Are they going to pour more money into it, do you know? Or are they just going to kind of let pouring more money into it. Oh, yeah. They're pouring, no, they're pouring more money into it. They're getting the third season, as is, done by uh, from YouTube as part of a contract. Yep. Uh, they're getting it 
and then and then they are going to be, you know, the the future custodians of it. So they're going to be the ones paying for it from here on out and uh, future seasons and stuff. And Netflix is also acquiring the rights to the first and the second season as well. Yeah, so they're all going to be streaming so on Netflix. Yes. So we're probably definitely going to be seeing what's her name show up on there now. Um, the next Karate Kid girl. I can't believe I forgot it. Hillary Swank. So she's probably definitely going to be showing up. Like all them stars that we've been hoping for, they're probably all actually going to land at this on the point, show now because they should really own Netflix thing. Dude, at this at this point with the way that things are, you know, anytime you can get a gig, if you're an actor, you don't turn that down. So if somebody comes up to her, especially you know she hasn't really been working a whole lot in the last few years, and they offer her a, a gig to come back and do a reprise of the role, I don't see why she would turn it down. I'm still waiting for them to announce Elizabeth Shue and a couple of the other people from the uh, first movie. They did a oh, little teaser. Sure, I can promise you they're in it. I can promise you that. Yeah. Oh no no! I, trust me, I, I'm. I'm sure they're going to be in it. They just haven't confirmed it, so I'm waiting for them to confirm 100%. Uh, but I know they just did a kind of like a little tease on the internet, and they showed a little tiny clip of Karate Kid 2. Uh, remember when Miyagi and Daniel get in the cab or in the, on the ride to see Soto, and is his nephew, and he like turns out the radio. They showed a little clip of that scene, kind of hinting that that's where they're going for the next season. And yeah, uh, we, Chozan's going to be in it. Yeah. Which, yeah. that's awesome. I, I assume Soto will probably be dead in this uh, season. Also, I mean, it, Miyagi's passed away, which of course Pat Morita has. Not you know what? What I heard was that Chozan's going to be in it, the, mm-hmm. the student from Karate Kid Two, and that he's actually going to be a good guy. He's going to be an ally of Daniel in this season. Chosen, Chosen. Daniel's or... not the good guy, though. Johnny's the good guy. Yeah, but what I'm saying is no. But what I mean is he's gonna be he's gonna be a good guy. I don't. I'm just saying he's not gonna be. Uh, he's he's. I don't know. So I'm he's, saying he's gonna he's gonna be good. So he's not gonna be the same prick he was in Karate Kid too. In other words, right, he's gonna, right. He won't uh, yeah. be. He won't be a prick. He'll be. He'll be somebody like he's gonna join uh, Miyagi. I think he's gonna like help Miyagi Dojo or something. That'd be an interesting twist because, uh, of course, you know he was the the bad guy in Karate Kid too, but he also got his ass kicked by Daniel. So I wonder how that's going to end up playing, uh, which will be interesting as heck. Uh, a great character, though. I mean, I can't wait to like see him on oh, yeah. the uh, on the show. You know, just because you know, just because you were an asshole when you were a kid, doesn't mean that you grow yeah. up to be an asshole. I mean, you you know, you grow up, you mature, and you know things change. People don't. Don't really, don't really stay pricks from when they were, from when they were kids, or when they were younger. So it would make sense that you know Chozan can grow as a person. People can change. Yeah. So, so yeah, that would be you know true to life. So yeah, I'm all down for that, one hundred percent. And depending on how he looks, he could be like the next Miyagi because he he also studied the same technique that Miyagi and Soto and Daniel. Uh, I'll study because they all learned from uh, Miyagi's father. That was the original uh, sensei. Plus, you yeah. sneezed. Uh, so they all kind of know the same kind of karate. So, I mean, that's cool. And uh, it, you never know. Is something happens to Daniel along the way? We'll have a new lead for the show. Hell yeah. Well, I always thought that they know, were heading towards um, the big um, rivalry of this um, 
show is actually going to come between Dimitri and Hawk is how I really took season two. They really built up Daniel's daughter and Johnny's daughter um, and Johnny's son. But it really seems like the, the two main powers in this, the new, the new Daniel and the new Johnny are basically Dimitri and Hawk, which I think is great. Two nerds and just yeah. the different paths that they, they took. And I, I, that's what I really like about the show. I like the kids that are in it. It's, it's yeah. just really neat. The whole thing is just put together perfectly. Well, you the, know, people that love the uh, love the old property just really dug into it and made the best thing possible. It's really amazing. The, the, the kids really is what binds the show and makes it you know even better. Uh, it was still going to be a good show whether they had the, you know the cast or not, but the cast is like really well put together. Like every one of the kids kind of nailed their performance. Um, and it's funny because you know the Karate Kid, of course, was in the eighties. And uh, it was about one kid, and I love the way they flipped the whole thing around. Now you have all these kids that are involved in school, and and it's big rivalry and stuff between the two uh, the two schools. Uh, it, they've really like done a good job of flipping it all around. It, again, you know, Daniel is not the bad guy, but Daniel is kind of like you know you're looking at him in a different angle. So the show's brilliant. What I do want to see is them bring back the villain from part three, the two villains really, uh, Terry, of course, you know, who was really the the mastermind behind Cobra Kai according to the uh, the mythology, and Mike Barnes. Which I know that Sean uh, Kanan, who played Mike Barnes, has uh, been rumored to want to come back big time uh, and do a, a reprise of the role. So, I mean, and he still kind of looks like he's in good shape, but he can do it. He doesn't look like he's aged much either. Um, what do you guys think about him coming back and maybe even Terry coming back? Terry hasn't aged well. Well, not everybody. Well, he's a lot older, though. Time is yeah. Griffin. Yeah. I, I think. I think it'd be really cool to see the bad guy from Part 3 fight Johnny. I'd like to see mm. those two throw down. I wouldn't really want to see that guy go against Daniel. I'd really like to see him be just a villain against Johnny. And that, that would be a really cool story arc between those two. It could, it could because happen. Kind of... Because, like, okay, you would have the competition once again through through Cobra Kai. Because now, because the way Season 2 left us, where Cobra Kai is kind of at odds with Johnny now. So... You could see maybe Johnny teaming up with Miyagi Do in the next season, and having and you're going to need more villains. So I think it's very very possible that you could, we could end up with um, we could end up with a confrontation that way. That'd be awesome. Now is Thomas in, uh, is Thomas uh, in Griffith though? Play Terry is he like in uh, like bad bad health or? Well, no, he just, he looks really, really old. He's really, really gray, and he looks old now. But, I mean, they could bring him back. I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe it could work. Who knows? But I'm just. Yeah, I just, mean. He just doesn't resemble at, the character at, at all. So. Well, he's only like just, four like, years gonna... older. By the way, he's only four years older than Sean Keenan, who, uh. Who who played Mike Barnes? So he's not that much older. That's and they, yeah, I mean, but Mike looked, Barnes so. still looks like Mike Barnes, dude. I mean, he really does. No, but, well. but uh, I don't I know. Just think I, of that Scott Glenn guy who played Stick on Daredevil. Like that dude was old as shit. But like they had him doing all kinds of really cool stuff on that show. So they can actually get Fogies to look badass nowadays. On yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I mean they could give him the fake. 
they could dye this guy's hair and give him the fake Highlander po- ponytail if they really want to. <laughs> if they really want to bring him, if they really want to make him look like that character, they could do that. And or they could have him gray with the ponytail and just add the, you know, to add the age and the distinguishing, uh, you know, features. They could do that. I don't know. I'm excited for anything they do though because that show has been so has been so good for two mm-hmm. seasons. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the show doing any wrong. I mean, it's literally, I, I think, the closest we've ever gotten to, like, a perfect show. Yeah. In, in, you know, from its inception, there's, like, been no missteps as far as, far as I'm concerned. I'm so surprised they got Martin Cove uh, to come back and play, uh, you know, Crease. Uh, uh, um, I'm not, because he actually, because he still, he resembles, not only does he resemble the character... But he's still acting, and he's still, I know. And That's a shock totally, <laughs> He still totally fits that that role. So it's uh, to me, it's like I, I kind of figured like when I was watching um, the early when the the first season, I kind of thought that that was kind of the surprise way that they were going to go at the end. They were going to bring him back somehow because it would it only made sense because he's such a strong part of Johnny's story that it would make sense to have him in there. Like I, I, I didn't think they could, they could go any, any other way. I figured he's going to have to pop up at some point, you know? Yeah. Even that part was pretty obvious. Of, even if they didn't do it at the end of the first season, I mean, it was pretty obvious that they were yeah. going in that direction eventually. Cause there's only so much you can do between Johnny and Daniel before it kind of starts to get boring because you're stretching it out. So, the idea that, you know, you have all these other characters that are creating all these layers, like you have this whole, you have this essentially this entire Karate Kid universe of characters you can play with, and it's amazing. Now, what are the odds that they're going to actually have a a big showdown between Johnny and Daniel where they actually fight in season three? I don't because think that's, that's going to happen. They've no, been teasing at it and teasing at it, though. I don't know. The reason I don't know. I don't the think thing it's gonna I see mostly cause... that they've done. Go ahead, Johnny. You keep trying. <laughs> the thing that the thing that I um, see that they've been doing with the show since the first season is that they've been always showing that dude, Daniel and Johnny should have been friends. There were just stupid circumstances that got in the way. They've done a couple episodes where the two of them like really click off, and then something happens at the end of the night where they end up mad at each yep. other again. So I think that they're going to finally iron that shit out, and the two of them are actually going to understand each other in, in some kind of a way without having them have to fight again because they're adults now, and you know they're going to actually have to let that little kid shit go. And I think that that would be yeah. more powerful than me and... Zod and I think Jackal Two, a show we really like, is going to be back this Friday. The Boys season two starts on Friday on Hulu. Oh so my god! Wait, it's on Hulu? I thought it's on Amazon. Did that's what moved? I meant to say. That's I, the one that's not Netflix. That's not you know, it's, it's one of those ones. It's the one that's not Netflix. <laughs> it's not Disney, man. Which it's so you it's know, Amazon. there's so many, man. It's Amazon. It's on, Hulu yeah, it's a, it's a Prime. Hulu that's a Prime original. By Disney, bro. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was owned by Fox. No sense than what? Hulu, is, Hulu is bundled with Disney Plus because Disney owns Hulu. The, and they bought them out when they bought Fox. Uh, when they bought Fox, uh, the 21st Century Fox, they own majority stake in, in Hulu. 
Uh, so when Disney bought them oh, yeah. out, they, 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 it's funny because Disney owned a minority stock with uh, Hulu. Very, very small amount. And then they bought Fox that had like 65% or 70% you know, of the ownership from Hulu. So now they went from a minority tiny owner to like, they own pretty much all of Hulu. So yeah, that's how they were so able that's to do they that. Keep, and that's why they were able to keep the runaways when all the rest of the Marvel shit got canceled off of everybody else's stream. Okay, that, make, that makes yep. sense now then. Yep. In fact, uh, I How suspect... do you guys feel about the boys coming back? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's a good series. And Prime needs more series that last, you know, two, three, four, five seasons. So, so what is a Sneaky Pete is not the only good show on there. Prime has a lot of good series. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's keep it going. I like Prime. I like their the whole setup. I want and I like to. Hulu. I just, you know, Hulu's I've cool, seen, too. I've only seen The Boys, and I saw that awful Jack Ryan show, which which is garbage. So, like, but, you haven't, seen, but you haven't seen, but you haven't seen Sneaky Pete. Oh, Sonia? You're missing out. It's you want, you want, you want to share uh, with our friend here how good Sneaky Pete is? <laughs> Sneaky Pete is... Why'd you put me on the spot, Angel? <laughs> you got to learn how to be on the spot if you're going to be on podcast. <laughs> Stop it. It, it. Like the Joker said, it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. But, um, yeah, I think it's pretty hilarious. Um, uh, what's his name? Mar- Marius? Uh, on the show or Rubishi? Isn't Rubishi his last name? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, that's uh, uh, dude, uh, what's his name? Um, Giovanni Rubishi. Giovanni Rubishi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rubishi. There you go. Oh, Rubishi. Rubishi. Up in there. I'll yeah, just watch dude. it just to see that crazy little white boy. He's... Dude, it's just, he's awesome on the show. You, you don't know what Sneaky Pete is about, do you? No, I've never heard of it, man. Like, I, I literally said that the only prime things I've ever seen was that awful Jack Ryan show and The Boys. Okay, okay. Let me let oh, me. Uh, no, no. You... I watched, oh. I watched um, that uh, Nicholas Weffen rending show, the I'm Too Old, Die Young, which was really weird, but I liked it. So I guess I, I watched three that. of their shows. Oh, was yeah, that on Hulu? Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So what, what is Sneaky Pete about? Okay. Do you know who Ethan uh, Embry is? Yeah, Ethan Embry. He's the guy from, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Empire Records. He was the little stoner kid, the blonde kid. Yes. Okay, you know exactly what I'm referencing. Good job. He's uh, been in uh, a bunch of stuff like uh, oh, That Thing You Do... Timeline, Empire Records. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been around for a while. He was in uh, um, that last vacation movie. He was Nick Papa Giorgio in um, yes. uh, Las Vegas Vacation, which was yep. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, he was in that also, Nick Papa Giorgio. <laughs> uh, what a great character. Uh, well, Nick Papa Giorgio, he plays uh, Pete on Sneaky Pete. 
Him and Giovanni Ribisi, who plays Marius, they're in prison together. Now, I don't know what you're thinking. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> uh, but they're in prison together, and uh, what happens is Pete is like kind of like a really nice, humble, but kind of like loose at the lips type of guy, kind of a little dummy, and he talks a lot, right? And him and Marius become really good friends. Marius is a convict, career criminal, con man, but he's kind of like a not a, a, an evil, like, demented like rapist or anything like that you know so while they're in the cell together they become friends but they don't like rape each other it's not there's nothing you know just they're buddies and uh and it works out well for them because you know there's no rape which is always a plus and uh two uh you know they get to like get, you know be a, a kind of like uh, to the point where Pete is telling uh, Marius all these stories, and Marius is just like feeding off like all the like the stories of his childhood and stuff. And uh, when he comes up for parole, he uh, he gets this brilliant idea of like, let me go and check out the, the Pete's uh, you know like home life uh, because some of the things he finds out. I don't want to give too much away and spoil it for you, but some of the things he finds out about this guy, uh, he kind of tells him that there might be some money to be made. Okay, so he goes to the town where Pete grew up and where nobody recognizes him because he hasn't been there in a long time. And he starts to interact with his family, who also haven't seen him in decades, so they don't even remember what he looks like. And let's just say uh, he becomes Pete. And he takes over like the guy's okay. life while he's so still in jail. So it's basically kind of got like the same type of humor as like my name is Earl, but like maybe more cruder because it's on a streaming service. It's like that li- kind of like goofball. A little bit more crude. Humor. Yeah, a little bit more crude than that. Um, Rabishi is really, really good as Marius or, you know, P2.0. Uh, he's really, really funny. And like, it's funny because a lot of the stuff that he is supposed to be like the straight guy or deadpan, you know, in his performance comes off really funny when you know like why he's doing it and, and uh, how come he's acting that way and while everybody else thinks that he's just being you know a certain way there's a you know reason why he's acting a certain way towards certain situations and when you you're in on the joke it becomes actually really funny because it's very you know like satire uh, but there's a lot of stuff in there, which I think you'll love it, Johnny, if you just sit down and just start watching it. I didn't think it was going to be that great, and then I saw the first episode, and I was like, this show's awesome. This show's great. Just by the it's casting t- choices, you told me, Ethan, Ambry, and Ribisi, that, that, uh, that at least gets me to watch four episodes of it. You know, that's usually my <laughs> testing pattern. I'll watch, give something at least four episodes, and... But yeah, the cast sounds awesome. So yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Sneaky Pete. See, that's the thing. Like, yep. when these shows get advertised, like Prime needs to advertise their shit better. Honestly, they really do. So well, this one actually. This one. You guys just talked about it. Well, this well, one. That, uh, go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that Sneaky Pete was like one of the first shows that they aired or had on their platform when they first started to really roll out. With Amazon Prime. Well, with uh, featured shows, because I know that the uh, first season won um, a Best Supporting um, nomination for Critics' Choice Award. That was like, what, in 2018, I think? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's three seasons in. So, I think it was like one of the first serious uh, 
series uh, type shows as they they were doing on the Prime. Because at first they were doing like movies and they were like doing low budget, you know, really low budget stuff. Uh, but this one actually got some critical acclaim to it, uh, and uh, there was uh, again a, a couple of awards that they were nominated for. One they actually won for the best drama or actor actress in the drama or something like that. Um, so I mean, it's a it's a very good and well scripted show. It's not just a good cast; like everybody in the cast, even the unknowns, all do a really good job, and they're all like really good actors. Like, there's nobody in there that you can only like say, well, low budget, straight to video type. But no, these are like actors you could see on like a big screen, on you know, in backup roles. Obviously, none of the main stars, but really, really professional, good actors. Um, and uh, it's kind of like Barry in that sense, where like everybody in the cast, even the unknowns, are like really solid, you know. Uh, one yeah, thing I'd gotcha. like to point out about Sneaky Pete for for you, Johnny, is that uh, Brian Cranston has a cameo in it. Yeah. Just to point <laughs> really? that out. So does it gets That's only cool. better. I, I highly Cranston, recommend it. My favorite it. anime voice actor ever, or one of them at least. He's... And by the way, he not only does have a cameo, he is also one of the writers and the show's uh, one of the show's creators. Him and uh, David Shore created the show. So that's uh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. See, he's been he's been why isn't advertised better? I mean, like I've never seen a trailer or anything for it, and. That's kind of weird, you know what I mean? Because it sounds amazing, but like, what did Amazon do to never get like any advertisement for their shit? Because like, if I didn't love the boys in the comic, I, I probably wouldn't know that there was a show for it. You know what I mean? If I didn't like sniff th- those kind of things out because of my my personal fandoms, like, so I'm I really appreciate you guys telling me about this, but it's kind of sad that like that that the show I never gets any promotion outside of Amazon, I guess. That's the same. Well, there's a lot of stuff like that in streaming. That, I mean, unless you're like uh, a big shot, like Stranger Things or something like that, you know, it's very hard to get any promo uh, for any of the shows uh, that are on streaming. That's why it's cool to see like the influx with, uh, you know, even the Snyder Cut and what WB is doing with uh, like the DC property and Marvel, what they're going to start doing with uh, their properties, and you know, that's going to bring a whole new awareness to these platforms. Having Cobra Kai on Netflix is going to be huge. It's going to bring more awareness to those networks. And you're going to see more and more advertising now going to these shows because of that. So it's going to grow the platform regardless. But on top of that, it's going to also bring in more A-list actors are going to want to perform in these shows. Because if you think about it now, we're going to talk about this in a second. And now, you know, I brought it up earlier, uh, the clip that I have with uh, Doomcock from uh, YouTube where the rumor is that they're getting uh, the band back together, so to speak, with Johnny Depp coming in to play uh, a possible future version of the Joker. And when I say the band, I'm talking about Michael Keaton and Tim Burton coming back to uh, do a Batman Begins on maybe uh, HBO Max or theatrically if the theaters are get back you know, into business. Uh, so, I mean, that's that'll be huge if they can get, if they can get that. Uh, actually, officially, it's then. all it's all part of it's all part of DC's multiverse. The yeah. multiverse is here, and so, this is why it's exciting. Zod, I have a question though. Um, is the DC universe stream going to stay up, 
or is that all going to HBO Max? Do you, have they said anything about that? So, or like, what, what, is that going to still be a thing? Is, or? What you're going to get is you're going to get a lot of material going straight to HBO Max, and you're going to get a, and you are going to get a lot of movies and stuff that they want to do theatrically if they can. But because of the pandemic, I mean, we don't know. Like, like again, Wonder Woman '84 has been pushed back like. 19 times already we don't we don't know uh if that's going to be if that's going to be able to be in theaters or if it's going to end up on hbo max i mean because at this point any you know anything is possible but uh yeah there's a lot of material being made specifically for hbo max uh and you're and you're looking at all these which leads into a lot of the rumors and stuff that uh jackal's talking about right now with uh Michael Keaton coming back and the possibility of the resurgence of the Burton verse because of DC's multiverse. And Michael Keaton but, coming uh, back, uh, by the uh, way, uh, that's almost as Johnny. That's almost as locked in as anything because uh, he's in deep talk right now with Warner Brothers to not only appear in the Flashpoint movie, which that's also something that broke this week, uh, but to be like the Nick Fury of DC uh, universe. Well, he's going to be appearing in multiple different films and shows, and in that is where the Batman Begin or Batman Beyond would originate. And supposedly, this—it's uh, another idea that they're, you know they're doing this as maybe a standalone film, and then springboarding maybe a series off of that, and use that that film as a way to complete the Tim Burton trilogy. Right, so. and, right. The idea is to is to complete Tim Burton, like Tim Burton's uh, Batman story. And the idea is that, yeah, he's gonna Keaton would be would be Batman, but he would be Batman from Tim Burton's universe used in Flashpoint. Like he's gonna have like a major, major cameo in in Flashpoint to set up these other set up these other ideas for Batman Beyond and all that. So it, it's going to be fantastic. It's an amazing time to be a fan in terms of the kind of content we're going to get. I mean, they're going to they're they're really going they're really going to go all out. But are they going to keep um like DC Universe around for maybe like the Harley Quinn animated series and like the animated stuff or is that oh, all going to go about, to HBO oh, Max? Kind the, of big... Oh, you're talking about the 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 streaming platform of DC Universe. Yeah. DC Universe is going to yeah. continue for is going to continue for a while, but it's going to eventually get folded into HBO Max eventually. But I don't think it's going to happen okay. for a while because they have because there's there's certain things right now that they're doing that they're working out. I mean, HBO Max still isn't available on all the major platforms that it should be. So, until that happens, uh you know, DC Universe will probably stay its own thing, but it's funny because we got we got uh, this is something that you you know that you like uh, that Doom Patrol season two starts this Friday starts tomorrow. Yeah. It's on yeah. HBO Max. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll be on it's if it's on DC if it's on DC Universe, but it's it's uh, starting tomorrow. Which I'm dying for, man. I've been dying for more. You just you more. just got the the DVDs, uh, man. Well, I just got the DVD for Swamp Thing. I've had the DVD for season one. Oh, I got the DVD set for Swamp Thing, but I've had the DVD set for Doom Patrol for a while. And yeah, no, I, I, I've been well, dying I for new. With, uh, 
what I what I heard about Swamp Thing is that they're gonna they're it's gonna Rebooted. come back. They're no, they're bringing it into they're bringing it onto CW temporarily, but but Swamp Thing is most likely gonna get rebooted because J.J. Abrams is doing Justice League Dark. Dark so, for for yeah. HBO Max. So you'll probably see Swamp Thing there on HBO Max because they're gonna wanna have a darker uh a darker toned series, you know, for Justice League Dark. So Which will make sense. Um now this uh, of course all hinges on one thing though, guys. Uh this all hinges on them getting Michael Keaton back. And it's, this is all mandated by AT and T of all things. From what which from what I've heard is already yeah. which from what I've heard is already a done deal. Michael Keaton is coming yeah. back. Yeah. Well, that that I'm, I'm pretty sure is going to happen because right now, I mean, think about it. He's going to get a, a buttload of cash. So. Even Michelle Pfeiffer is coming back, too. And yeah, that's, a, that, yeah, that's gonna, another rumor. Uh, you're getting Jeffrey Dean Morgan back as Flashpoint, as Flashpoint Batman. Thomas, Thomas yeah, Wayne. Thomas Wayne, yeah. yeah. Which yeah, was a rumor that... Demon, they, which is going to be awesome. Which was awesome. a rumor that he might, uh, that Michael Keaton was going to play Thomas Wayne, but... That made no sense. If they can, if they can get uh, Morgan back uh, to play Thomas Wayne, it'd just be a no-brainer. And that also will, will like, it'll connect to uh, what Snyder did, and, uh, and it connects, uh, you know, that universe to it. Um, and even Joker is gonna have a connection because of the, the whole DCE. Yeah, because they're they're probably gonna get that girl from Walking Dead back to play the Joker because in the Thomas Wayne Demon um, version of Batman, the Joker is Martha, which was I, was, I thought was amazing. I love when Azarillo and Rizzo did that three shot for Flashpoint. That was just so badass. Martha, why did you say that name? So it, it's, it's his it, name, it, man. What am I supposed to call her? It's all gonna happen. It's all gonna happen. It's all gonna happen because it's all because man, DC is a multiverse. So we can get all of this stuff to make everybody happy. This is AT&T's goal. They want to make everybody happy, which is what I'm so super excited about. They they're not they're not just trying to say, okay, we want to make we just want to make Snyder fans happy. No, we just want to make these people over here happy. No, they want to make everybody happy. And what way to do that? Number one, bringing Michael Keaton back, and the way they're going to bring back Keaton is like saying. He's um, right now. He's almost universally loved in the role as Batman, yeah. Mike Keaton. When you go back and you ask people, he's almost universally loved. So, so the idea that they're basically saying we're going to bridge the gap. We're going to give you so many versions of Batman. We're going to give you Affleck's Batman. We're going to give you Keaton. We're going to give you. We're going to give you the. We're going to give you the new. The new um, uh, Pattinson Batman. We're going to give you everybody. So you're going to have all these opportunities so if there's something you don't like it's it's okay they're gonna give us terry mcginnis too according to what jackal's been saying which is something that me and a lot of fans have been bitching about for a long time but last time they talked about booting batman again we were just like just give us beyond man like give us well that's that's the plan that's the that's the plan with tim burton like it's it'll be batman batman returns and batman beyond that's a trilogy for Tim Burton, basically, and from there, if that works, then you have a TV series for Batman Beyond. Right. 
Right, exactly. That's the whole idea. The idea yeah. is to is to connect, is to finish out that story. And what they're going to do is they're going to pretend like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin never happened, and they're right. just going to fix off Tim Burton's ideas. And they, and the idea is they want Tim Burton to come in and direct the Batman Beyond movie that they do after yep. Flashpoint. So these, and this is all again thanks to AT and T. AT and T is going out of their way to please everybody, and I and I completely applaud them. I love what they're doing. Every I, there hasn't been one idea that they that they've thrown out there that I wasn't completely on board with. I'm like, this is incredible. This is like the best thing to ever happen. We wouldn't be getting none of this if if AT and T didn't buy Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers was going to go with their you know with their slate that was going nowhere. We had we had uh you know Shazam and Birds of Prey, and they didn't really have a direction of where they were going or what they were doing, and now it's like they've got all these ideas for all these things happening, and the multiverse is blossoming. It's going to be incredible. Old and new fans alike are going to be so well, excited. There is, there, is, there is a thing, though. I mean, they, they didn't really buy that. They merged with Warner Brothers, but there's been also talk that Warner Brothers is kind of like not into the whole idea. So they're fighting and resisting some of these ideas, which is stupid oh, that they do. But AT&T owns them, bro. AT&T are the yeah, daddy. They own the, one, the company. The parent company. So, no, matter what, no matter what Warner Brothers wants to do, AT&T has the veto power, bro. So, I know that's you know because what? they own majority. They bought the majority, but they, they merged originally. It wasn't like they just when they said, here's a check. It's like they, there was a merger between Time Warner and, and all these companies. Time Warner uh, owned Warner Brothers, and that's how they were able to, to buy into Warner Brothers because they bought Time Warner. And, uh, of course, uh, Time Warner and Turner are broadcasting and all that stuff. That's what brought him in, the Warner Brothers. Uh, through. But the Warner Brothers like Lucasfilms. They kind of like run themselves. And uh, that's why they're like they're pushing back a little bit. But again, if they push back and like they say, "No, we don't want to do this," that'll be like the dumbest possible thing at this point. Just go with it, man. The fans want it. Uh, AT and T is dying to do this. Uh, you know, like you said, they want to give to the fans what they want, and it makes perfect sense. If you think about this, uh, it it's, it works when you have audience participation. Look, The Mandalorian is doing great. Why? Because the fan outpour said, we don't like Solo, we don't like what you're doing with the sequel trilogy, and uh, we want something better. And Mandalorian has been phenomenal, and now there's even talk about them uh, over at Disney erasing from continuity and canon the sequel trilogy. And uh, that's also something that's been talked about this week, uh, which we can get into a little bit here before I play the uh, clip from Doomcock. Uh, But that's also something that is possible. Uh, think about that. If you know we get to a point where seven, eight, and nine never happened, well, they would just be. They would just put seven, eight, and nine in a different timeline. It would be like a different continuity. They'll use time travel because they want to. That's how they'll do. But that'll be... erase that from happening. Basically, it would be the, the world would between. Remember, I've talked about this. The, they should have used that. Uh, you know, talked about how, how rebels established that they, yeah. that they could do that and and that and that was one of the best things to come out of rebels and if they and, and now they're, they're doing it <laughs> to right the wrongs hey you know more yeah. power to 
I think also Midnight's Edge uh, talked about it. Neurotic, or was it Doomcock? They also talked about it, which is funny because I, I talked about this months and months and months ago, even before Rise of Skywalker came out. That was one of my ideas where I was like, well, if they do this, they could uh, use that as a platform to bring Luke back and have him never have died in Last Jedi. And they didn't use that, which they, it would have been an easy way to bring him into like the the Rise of Skywalker as a living person, which they should have done that. That was part of one of the glitches I saw in the movie's you know script. One of the many glitches in that script that you know when you see Rise of Skywalker. So what you guys are go ahead, what you Johnny. guys are talking about is them pulling a J.J. Abrams Star Trek on J.J. Abrams Star Wars. That, that's Basically. incredible. Like I'm, yeah. I'm all for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's the idea. Abrams Star Trek or J.J. Abrams Star Wars. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't doubt if they do that for the next Star Trek movies also. They just retcon everything that the uh, the J.J. Universe brought in, the Kelvin Universe. Because let's be honest, uh, you know, the last one bombed, uh, the Star Trek uh, Beyond, that bombed the box office. Uh, the toys for that series didn't sell. Uh, while the first two movies and are the all highest, the actors quit too. Well, no, they're still under contract, but there was there was issues uh, bringing them back uh, because of the budget. They wanted to cut the budget, so there was you know a big hoopla with that. But they were able to work it out. What they're not going to do is they're not going to go and do the script they originally wanted to do, which is going to bring back uh, Chris Hemsworth and have him reprise the role of Kirk's dad in the movie. And that was going to take the budget way out of like what they were willing to do. So the studio asked uh, um, um, Chris Pine and uh, Quintry, uh, whatever his name is, Zinta, whatever, uh, the guy who plays Spock. Uh, they asked him to take a budget. Uh, uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, they asked him to take a kind of like a salary cut so they can come back and do the movie. They both said, hell no. Uh, so because of that, they're not going to be able to do that script because they can't afford all three of those actors at $20 plus million plus each. Um, that's $60, 70000000 million committed to three actors. I mean, that's insane. So they weren't willing to go that route. So what they did is they're, they're, gonna, they're rewriting the script. It's going to be something a little bit uh, you know, lower budget without Hemsworth, without that character. And Pine and uh, Quinto or Quintro or whatever, Spock, Kirk and Spock. Uh, apparently are on board if that goes through. I think they should just reboot Star Trek altogether and uh, and just go back to the original timeline and forget the Kelvin timeline together. I think that's the, what the fans want. Uh, I would even use the the like the the Batman, um, not Batman, sorry, the Star Trek uh, Strange uh, Stranger Universe, Stranger Things, or Strange Beyond and Strange, whatever they're going to call that, with Pike, with uh, Captain Pike. I would use that for a theatrical release instead of being a, a streaming series and reboot it with that series. I mean, well, again, it's a, it's a streaming I, service, and the times that we're living in require a streaming series, so that's how Star Trek will be rebooted, because remember, there's rumor that Kirk is going to appear on that as well. So. A young and Kirk, Star yeah. Trek streaming series those have been garbage so far, so yeah, right. like, I don't know if I would really want that in theaters more than another Chris Pine movie because at least those were fun and watchable unlike Picard and Discovery so that's, yeah, well, that's kind of where I'm sitting on that one I, I, I love the first two I even liked uh, Star Trek Beyond I thought that was a good movie 
unfortunately, it bombed at the box office, and you know how that, how that goes. But if they're going to do a, a TV series, I'm all for the Pike series. I think that looks really good. Star Trek, I think it's called Beyond, right? Star Trek or Strange. I think it's called Strange New Worlds or something. It's, that's like that. what it is, yes. Yeah, Strange New Worlds. That's what it is. Uh, but, I mean, I'm all for that because uh, the, the way they set up those characters really worked. And uh, Rebecca remains Stamos in it. She looks great as the the number one. Um, so I mean that that could really easily work uh, if they go that route. That's the question, though. And if they decide to reboot and go back to the original timeline and uh, forget about the uh, the entire Kelvin timeline, which Discovery they is on that line. Wow, they could actually do that now because CBS and Viacom merged again. So they all mm-hmm. they own Star Trek. Star Trek is all under one roof now. The reason they had to do all that separation was because it was two was two separate companies. Now it's one company again. So they can they can do that if they want to. If they want to go back to the original timeline, they can, and then they don't have to make it you know twenty five percent different or whatever the rules right. were before when it was two separate companies. That's the key element to this whole thing. So that's well, why that's why I have hope for Picard. Maybe uh, season two of Picard will be better now that you have uh, CBS and Viacom under one roof. Yeah, but did you hear what's happening even with them uh, being under one roof? They're still struggling financially, and to the point where they're talking about selling off their assets. And one of the big uh, things that came out two weeks ago was they're talking about possibly selling off the entire Star Trek universe. Yeah, and, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Seth MacFarlane was looking to buy it. Yeah. yeah. So if that happens, I mean, think about it. If, say, uh, one of the giants jumps in last month, like Netflix, buys the entire Star Trek universe, that'd that would compl- yeah, that would change the platform completely. That would that'd be, that'd be a game changer. That would be a game changer. If that happened, we... That's too we, bad, too. Oh, one at a time, gentlemen. Zod, go ahead. You're <laughs> trying really hard. That'd be the best thing that would ever happen. For real. Man of many words. Johnny? I'm just a little worried because <laughs> um, I just read that um, CBS All Access was going to um, develop a live-action Ninja Turtles series, which sounded like it could be interesting, so like I kind of don't want them to go out of business just yet. I want to see what that lo- what might look like. That might be another asset they uh, dump in, in their financial troubles, unless they sell the entire company, which is also possible. I don't know be... how they. I don't know how they got it. I thought Nickelodeon had the rights to it, but that series it's weird is that been... directly to the first film. Oh, so oh, wow. gonna... really? it's supposed to tie to the first film, the film, the movie from 1989. It's yeah, yeah, to, to that. It's... Well, I don't know if the story-wise is going to tie it, but I know that they said that the Turtles are going to look very, very close to that era. And uh, Splinter, the way they sound, look, it's going to be a very close uh, adaptation that takes you back to the original first movie. Uh, Sonia, anything to say about the Ninja Turtles or Star Trek or uh, CBS Viacom? No, I'm just listening. <laughs> you know, you're a Turtles I fan. I haven't really... I love the Ninja Turtles. I'm old school. But, um, yeah, I haven't really been, like, keeping up with all of the stuff you're discussing right now. That's why I haven't really been saying anything. But what are your feelings? What are your feelings (laughs) on the Turtles making a comeback? 
That would be awesome. I would love to see them come back. That was like one of my favorite childhood shows, you know, movies. So, yeah. Now, the big question and the big elephant in the room is, Sonia, do you want them... Do you want them to bring back Vanilla Ice? Of course. Yeah, he was one cool white boy. Because, yeah. you know, go ninja, go ninja. We could do a remix. Go, 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 go ninja, go ninja, go, go, go. I just get a little bit of an update. What do you think, no? <laughs> They probably nah. try to put Eminem in it nowadays, or like that Machine Gun Kelly guy, or one of them other like, <sighs> lame crackers out there. Actually, Machine Gun Kelly would make a a good um, what's a dude's name with a mask? Uh, damn, it escapes me his name now. Rat uh, King. No, no, the not the Rat King. Oh, no, he's talking about Casey Jones. <laughs> Casey Jones. Yeah, there you go. No, Casey Jones is cool, dude. Like. Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly? come on, he, he destroyed Eminem on one track, just slaughtered him. If you say so. I think both oh. of those songs sucked, so. <laughs> well, uh, maybe, like, they get that Post-It Maloney guy, or whatever his name is, that other Post-It Maloney. <laughs> Postman Maloney. No, he doesn't look anything like Casey yeah. Jones, though. No, no, he could do the you Go Ninja, Go Ninja song. And, like, I don't want any of those oh. crackers, rappers to play Casey Jones. They should get, uh, um, I don't know, they should get somebody punk rock to play Casey Jones because Casey Jones like to <laughs> punk rock, you know? I'm not post I don't know, man. Jose Canseco bet. Tell me you didn't pay good money for that. That wasn't very punk rockish uh, dialogue there. Uh, Raphael said that <laughs> and Elia Kateas played a punk rock as hell Casey Jones. They just never showed him listening to music, man. Like, I guarantee you, he was, like, bumping some bad brains and shit. Yeah, but I don't know too many punk rockers who hang out with a whole Zick and Tickle bat, so I'm trying to get it. Oh, we all, that, we, we all carry Yeah, but that's it's funny, like though. Deadly <laughs> I still love that line, though. Every time I watch that movie, and he's in rough, I was like, Jose can Tickle bat? Tell me you didn't pay good money no. for that. <laughs> Straight up. That's just so full of great one-liners, man. I love that. Like, yeah, every time I, to this day, when I order pizza, I'm just chilling there like, pizza dude's got 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wise men once said, uh, forgiveness is divine, but never pay for late pizza. Straight up. And yeah. Michelangelo's a genius. He is the uh, Shakespearean, or Shakespearean, or Shakespeare. There you go. Of our times. Oh, he's the Michelangelo yeah, like, of I'm, this time. I'm really down for, like, to check out a new live-action Ninja Turtle show, because I think that could really get pulled off well. And that last cartoon before this newest one, the one that ran from, I think, 2012 to 2017, was so good. So, um, like, and the comic book at IDW is running so well that there's, like, this new, just huge surge of Turtles fans. So if they do it right, like, it could be a big hit for CBS. And I'm, yep. I'm really hoping they do do it right. It's... So you could uh, check out the uh, audio uh, for anybody who's listening into this uh, on podcast. But if you guys want to check out the video, it's on YouTube. Just put in uh, Midnight's Edge. Uh, and the rumor, of course, that I'm talking about here that he's going to uh, kind of expand a little bit on is 
Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, and Johnny Depp in Batman Beyond. On June 23rd, Midnight's Edge could exclusively reveal that of the several projects Warner wanted Michael Keaton to reprise Batman 4, one included a Batman Beyond series for HBO Max. However, AT&T has larger ambitions for Batman Beyond than that. If they are able to secure the participation of Michael Keaton, because it all rides on that, they will try to get the rest of the proverbial band back together by getting Tim Burton to direct it and make Batman Beyond a theatrical release. In this video, Midnight's Edge will exclusively reveal what may be AT&T's real plan for Batman Beyond, and why I'm inclined to believe this may be the ultimate reason why they're trying to bring Keaton back in the first place. Like our previous Batman Beyond scoop, what we are about to bring you doesn't come from any anonymous inside source, but known scooper Mikey Sutton of the recent Geekosity magazine fame. Where DC on film is concerned, his track record is a solid one, and he was one of the few who revealed that the Snyder Cut would be coming to HBO Max ever since the wheel started rolling on that in November of 2019. About the greater plans for Batman Beyond, he told us. Apparently, AT&T is feasting on the idea of the Joker being the central villain in it. That may sound like an unimaginative cash grab, given the immense popularity of the Joker, but there is actually an artistic reason for this. A live-action adaptation of the Return of the Joker animated film. What was originally planned for HBO Max could now be a theatrical release, depending on if certain pieces fall into place. First, AT&T sees Tim Burton helming this project as the potential for a billion-dollar blockbuster, much larger than HBO Max. Having Burton reunite with Keaton could be box office dynamite. If done well, it would go nuclear. However, what about the Joker? Sutton has been hearing about discussions for Johnny Depp as the Joker so much lately that he was convinced they were targeting him for Matt Reeves' Batman trilogy. That might not be the case. They haven't negotiated with Depp yet, but Sutton was told Warner is planning on nabbing him for Batman Beyond as the world's most famous psychotic clown. However, it all begins with Keaton. Sign him first, then Burton, and Depp will be a checkmate. The original story from The Wrap, later expanded upon by Deadline Hollywood and The Hollywood Reporter, was that AT&T and Warner wanted Keaton back to serve as a Nick Fury-like figure in the DC Extended Universe, beginning with The Flash. That sounded good and well, but surely they would want something as big as Keaton returning for Batman for something bigger than that. That's why the Batman Beyond scoop made sense to me, and this makes more sense still. Mikey Sutton has not told me this, this is my interpretation only, but I would imagine that of all the things AT&T would want to utilize Michael Keaton in, a Batman Beyond feature film helmed by Tim Burton has to be the top of their wish list. It would retroactively make Burton's Batman a trilogy, and after kicking it off as a feature film, Nothing would prevent them from continuing Batman Beyond on HBO Max. 
Likewise, securing the services of Johnny Depp, another frequent Tim Burton collaborator, would be a massive win for all involved. I have heard from other sources that while no formal talks have yet taken place, the notion of Johnny Depp taking on the mantle of the Joker in some project has been discussed over drinks, if nothing else, for months already. So Depp is no stranger to the idea. If they are able to first secure the services of Michael Keaton, and if they are then able to secure the services of Tim Burton, then Johnny Depp, from what I understand, is practically a lock. But you heard I said if. Not once, but twice in there. So as of now, this is all but a vision and an intention. Not yet a sure thing. Johnny Depp coming in as the Joker. That would be a lock if they can get Tim Burton again and if they can get Michael Keaton. Yeah, you know that Tim Burton and Johnny Depp love Square. I'm kind of interested in this idea because if you watched the Batman Beyond um, animated film Return of the Joker... This version of the Joker is actually kind of like this weird, possessed version of Tim Drake after he was kidnapped and kind of tortured by the Joker and Harley Quinn, which, I mean, that that, that sounds pretty interesting, like if they're actually able to pull that off. And I don't know about Depp, but I don't know. I've heard worse casting choices for the Joker, that's for sure. He'll be interesting. And uh, one thing about Johnny Depp, though, he really gets into like the character, and he plays really, really well with uh, Tim Burns' universes. So, and he gets like he escapes in some of these roles. Johnny Depp has been kind of like on Hollywood's uh, like shit pile or shit list for a little bit uh, for the last couple of years uh, over stuff that now is looking like maybe it was blown out of proportion. You know, I'm not going to get into into that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, look, I like Johnny Depp. I think he's a, a good actor, so I'd like to see him come back as big and and uh, bring him back to the mainstream. Uh, obviously, I think the the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies have ran their course, or jumped the plank at this point, if you want to use that term. Um, I don't think you could really squeeze any more out of that franchise, so he needs like something else to jump into and uh, and be involved in. Again, because he's a A-list actor, this is something that the streaming service is going to get more and more of these type of actors. You know, as we're uh, all locked in, you're going to see the Johnny Depp's of the world. Uh, you're going to see all these big Hollywood names. Brad Pitt eventually will get in, involved in something uh, along the lines. Also, uh, you know, if he's still alive, Tom Hanks will probably do something in the next uh, year or so. Uh, th- this is going to be Damon? like. The- even Matt Damon, he might be involved Matt in something. Damon. Hey, this is the perfect, perfect time for him to play Robin to uh, Ben Affleck's uh, Batman. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, I think that Johnny Depp might actually be pretty good at like playing both a traumatized, you know, uh, older Tim Drake that also kind of switches back and forth from the Joker. If because he did, that guy clearly referenced the. Um, Return of the Joker, Batman Beyond film as maybe a springboard for this film, so this um, live action thing. So that that sounds like it might be interesting enough, you know, to see him try to pull off. Another news story I heard um, this week that really kind of pissed me off a little bit, and that is that um, they're going to remake T- Twister. I got all the movies to remake. They're going to remake Twister, 
which like I don't see how you could actually make it better than it was. And like, how are you going to try and replace Bill Paxton ever in anything? That's blasphemy. How do you guys feel about like a possible Twister remake? Like, does that that excite anybody? No. Well, before we before we lose them again, Zod, do you want to uh, start off on that? I, I really have no opinion on that because I wasn't really a fan <laughs> of the original Double. Twister, so I don't care about the remake. You know, it's I'm indifferent. But do you think like they could like make it any better? Like, do you think like the special no. effects are that much better now or anything? Like, I mean, no, the movie was fine. Really. I mean, it looked great. I mean, in terms of uh, of the subject matter and the effects that they used, yeah, I thought it was fine. There's no need to do anything else to it. I mean, I really, I, I really think it's stupid. I agree with you. I don't see any point. Uh, Sonia? Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, mean, no dice. Mm-mm. No dice. No dice. Maybe either. make a sequel. Maybe make a sequel, Twister Two, maybe, and and do it. Another story, maybe they have the guy, they could get a guy, they could get, uh, what's his name, Rubisi to play the son of, uh, the son of Paxton and have him fight a Twister too. You know, like a Moby Dick kind of story. Bro, you just nice. nailed the name. Twister, the son of yeah. Paxton. There you go. Or they could do tw- <laughs> Twister versus Sharknado. Like Jaws, you know, like Jaws, how they kept making the Jaws movies, man. Even well after they, they ran their course. You know, like you could do a yeah, twist have... too, but make it about with the, like the family, a, a family member from the first film, and you know, have him. The like, tornado follows them. Like, yeah, like right, right. <laughs> but don't the, like but don't how, yeah, remake like how the original. Part four, <laughs> like a part four, yeah, where like the li- wife gets remarried to like Michael Caine, and like she goes to Cuba or whatever, and like the shark follows her there. But, yeah, have the tornado like follow them to like Australia. They're, like they move like the country where there's not even supposed to be tornadoes, and it still comes after them. Like that would be dope. I would watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a You're page honest. out of the Sharknado book. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if they made it into a comedy like Sharknado, then I'm 100% in. No, no, it's got to be a, a, a deep, a deep-rooted character drama that deals with the, you know, the natural disaster element. It's oh, going to have to have Lord. some tragic moments, but at the end of the day, it would be a, it would be a viable sequel. It would be a serious sequel to the original. Now, if they did that, I'd be down, but I don't want to see a remake of the original one, because I didn't like the original, and I think they are just, you know, they're just wasting film by doing that. I mean, it <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, well, it's I like mean... The same guy that came up with the idea of, like, yeah, let's remake Point Break. It's like, why, dude? They just did Fast and the yeah. Furious, which was a remake of Point Break. There's... Let's like... remake Back to the Future with Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. No, thanks. Oh, it's coming. No. It's oh, coming. No. No, oh no! You just gave somebody no. an idea, bro. No, <laughs> that, no, that, that's, that's no. happened now. That's what. That's why I don't need COVID nineteen to take me out. I'll just take myself out. I'm like, no, that's okay. <laughs> Shot to the head. <laughs> no, that's a sacred one. You don't mess with Back to the Future. That's, no, 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 no. Not happening. But Tom uh, Holland, you love Tom Holland. Love I don't care if they get Jesus Christ himself to play Doc. It's that you don't mess with back. No, leave. You leave the, some trilogies are better left at three. How's that? 
Oh, that trilogy was better left at one. Like you can you can go ahead and forget about the other two movies in the Back to the Future. There's only one in my opinion, but I agree the original one is sacred. And, well, two and three are sacred to me because I saw them as a kid and I loved them. So I still have a, a, a really soft spot in my in my kid heart for two and three. And I, in part one is like sacred, man. That the Karate Kid, those movies from the eighties. You know, the only, the only reason the Karate Kid works is because you have the entire cast pretty much back, and uh, it's not uh, a remake, it's a continuation, and it's uh, a TV series, it's not like uh, they're trying to do something for theaters, and it's not cheesy or hokey, it's something that they took serious, and uh, it's not with a cast of uh, the millennials and the new actors now, just uh, re- you know, redoing what we've already seen. They're doing it, and they're taking it somewhere in a new direction. And there's no need to remake Back to the Future. Just come up with a different time travel story. They've happened throughout time. It's like the time machine. Okay, we've seen the time machine remade already a couple of times. So do we need to see it again? There's even talk about doing that one again. Why? They're redoing that one again? Because, like, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I watched that one with Guy Pierce, and it, it was okay. It's like a watchable film, but, like, like yeah. you said, like, I read the, the book. It's a, it's a wonderful book. I've seen so many times. Like, why do leave H.G. Wells alone for a little while, man? Like, you know? No, it's not even that. that it's, a, it's like, you know what? The Time Machine would be cool if they did as a TV series, um, as a movie. That's why the movie kind of didn't work as well. Even though I love the movie, don't get me wrong. I think Guy Pierce was great in it. Uh, but it, it didn't do as well as it should have, probably, or been as good as it could have, because it's such a, a like a big story that to just tell it in one singular film, it kind of doesn't do the original book, you know, like a whole lot of justice. Um, but if they did something on a platform like a streaming service, that might work for a ten-part, you know, season series. Something along those lines. But Hollywood is really running out of, out of ideas. If they're talking about Twister remakes, uh, what's the next volcano? The next eruption? Oh, that, 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 that's probably coming, man. Like, yeah, they're, um, yeah, like, because, <laughs> like, Volcano, like, is probably, like, the last one of those disaster films like Twister that I actually kind of enjoy just because Tommy Lee Jones was really funny in it. Like, he was really good in that. I like yeah, Tom but what do you have Tommy Jones in a walker, like you know, running from the volcano, like you know, like really oh, slow? No, no, <laughs> they'll, they'll get to, they'll get some guy that try to pretend to be like him. You know what I mean? They'll get I don't I don't know. Um, I can't think of somebody that can imitate Tommy <laughs> Jones, but they'll try to find somebody. You know what I mean? I, 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 I look get at that McLovin it, kid. Play. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that actually would be good. <laughs> I would, I, if you get McLovin, that might make me want to see Volcano. The next eruption. And uh, we'll all be I mean, McLovin. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with Hollywood right now, but I don't know. Like you, like we were saying, like I, I never really was too big of a fan of streaming. I only kind of popped on Netflix every now and then to watch a, a thing here and there when Zod would give me his passcode and stuff. But now like I, I'm actually remembering it, and I'm like going on there way more often and watching... You know that's that's kind of my main thing. Like I, ch- I checked out the show my friends told me called The Order, which is a Netflix thing that never gets um, promoted either. Much like those prom shows I was talking about, and it's yep. neat. It's one of the neatest things I've seen people done with horror in a while. Um, you know, so like it, th- that's kind of the way to go. Especially since these shows are kind of becoming more like just really long movies. Like you're basically getting like an eight to thirteen hour movie with these shows. 
yep. it's it's better in my opinion than you know trying to you know like oh wow they're gonna make the Avengers again and it's like okay wow they're gonna try to cram a two years worth of comics into a 120 minute movie that's that's great you know you don't have to worry about that anymore and that's kind of a neat thing that HBO Max is doing and I hope Disney catches up because DC really has a chance of taking over live action from Marvel now with yeah. what um, AT&T's planning so like yep. they better be watching this shit because like the, the movie format it like it seems to be going down and they they better be on the ball with that shit because it's going to happen fast when it happens too because DC's already got them beaten animated and in comics. Like, Marvel's yeah. kind of only holding them off with, with the film side of things. If DC gets over on that, you know, Marvel's going to have a lot of catching up to do on a lot of fronts now, which is going to be hard because... I don't know how, how difficult... I don't know how difficult it's going to be, though, if you think about this. Um, if, say, for example, in the, in the seeable future, for the next two, three, four years, we're not able to go to movie theaters and enjoy that experience and streaming becomes the normal um, those big budget movies are going to go away so that money is going to be available for TV streaming movies and series and I think the series format for a lot of this stuff works a lot better anyway because you can flesh out the story more in a 10 part episode uh, series than say one feature film so if you talk about, say, spending $200 million on one feature film, compared to spending maybe $100 million on a 10-part series, that's a no-brainer. And with the way technology is, not just streaming-wise, but the CGI, the effects, I mean, you don't really need to do a whole lot with a big group of people and all kind of uh, big-budget sets anymore. You know, CGI takes care of all that stuff. So you can literally have a small group of actors in front of green screen for a lot of this stuff and uh, just, you know, do the CGI later in post and uh, take care of it that way. And you can still set up a, a grandiose-looking universe no matter how you want to do it. And uh, it saves them well, from see the, uh, the thing is, spending is, all that money. Disney's Go got ahead, all yeah. this set up as... Yeah. Disney's got everything set up as films. They got everything licensed and contract under films. See, DC's got all this stuff, all this framework already set up as streaming for HBO Max and stuff. See, Marvel's gonna ha- Marvel and Disney are going to have to go through a lot of, jump through a lot of holes to try and turn these films that they have set up for the next five years into shows while DC's already has this shit rolling. So, and that's oh, no, yeah, I, I agree. It's hard for them to catch up. But here's, here's the thing. Uh, we're entering a different uh, era and a different world than we were just last year. So a lot of these actors, they don't want to be out of work, and they're going to look at Michael Keaton for crying out loud. Who would have thought that we were going to get him back for this many versions of Batman? But here we are. So a lot of these actors are going to go through those loopholes, and they're going to say, okay, I want to keep playing these roles, because either way, this is work for them, and uh, they need the money. So uh, I don't think it's going to be that difficult to get an actor like, say, Henry Cavill to come back to, like, Superman. You know, that's going to be easy. Uh, even Ben Affleck at this point, like, what's he going to do theatrically if if he has to stay locked in? Might as well play Batman for a while and get paid. You well, know, see, the, the thing is, Marvel will be the, the same actors, thing. See, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill sadly finally broke big as an actor through a streaming show. Like, right. people absolutely love him as The Witcher. So, yeah. like, it's no it's a no-brainer that he's going to see himself 
more viable in those kind of roles now, which is kind of sad because I thought that maybe like he'd have more of a future as a film actor because coming off of something strong like that. But it's a smart move for him to like at least sign on to play as Superman on HBO Max. But, um, you know, it's going to be kind of hard to talk, you know, some of these guys that think of themselves like Mark Ruffalo, who think of themselves as big film actors, to try to sign Mark, on. Yeah, but Mark Ruffalo is TV not guys. a big, but he's not a big name actor. He's never headlined a movie and been a, an English star to begin with. And the the Hulk has been recast already several times. If he doesn't want to play ball, recast the Hulk. Who cares? It's already been done. It, you know, Marvel has proven they get recast characters and nobody gives a crap. You know, uh, they they did it with War Machine and uh, in the Iron Man movie. Uh, you know, they they can do it over and over again. As long as the movies or TV shows are good, who cares? Well, they better get on that ball. Is all I'm saying because DC's got shit in motion. And Marvel's got, okay, yeah, maybe we'll have a Miss Marvel and a Moon Knight show sometime in five years, but we don't know when. And um, HBO Max is like, yeah, we got, we got Zack Snyder popping. But that's all they have right now. Everything else. Yeah, but that's all they have right now is the the Snyder cut, and that's still even in in the works. Uh, That's not even uh, 100% finished yet. So, I mean, we don't have anything else. Everything else that we're talking about is still speculation and rumor and well, it could happen if everything falls into the right cards for DC. Remember, this all, the entire Michael Keaton thing is, it hinges on him saying yes to everything, them getting Tim Burton back and saying yes to everything, them being able to get Johnny Depp back and him saying yes, and then getting all the other players to come in and play on the uh, streaming service. And that, you know, in itself is not going to be that that easy to pull off. And then you have uh, the other logistics of, like, Spider-Man, for example. We know that they have, uh, you know, young Spidey for a couple more features, but will he be able to, like, cross over into uh, streaming? Will they would Sony allow that? That's another, another thing. So Marvel has that to contend with, but DC has their own problems because a lot of DC actors are under movie contracts. Shazam 2 is... A DC property, and that's under a big screen contract. So they have to, if they're not able to do anything big screen, they get to get that into their streaming service. Somehow they can do movies. Uh, I mean, so yeah, while a lot of this stuff is uh, in development, everything is still in, in flux because of this uh, Kung flu that's been attacking the whole world. Uh, and everybody's scared to do anything. And uh, with theaters possibly going out of business and streaming becoming the major platform, it's uh, it's going to be weird. But it, it, for both uh, the big two, for DC and Marvel, everybody at this point, all their contracts are still going to be probably re- reworked. And while DC might have the upper edge, it's only so far the Snyder Cut and maybe a couple other things. Nothing that Marvel couldn't just you know flip around and say, okay, Punisher. Daredevil, boom, boom, two big well, they hits. They still got to recontract that. that like, they kind of said that they might be but looking those, bad getting those again. But Charlie Cox will definitely those, do man. it. No, 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 no. Netflix already, the contract is 100% Marvels. Charlie Cox is already in talks to come back and play um, Daredevil. And uh, what's his face? He played... Um, uh, Don Burnthal. Yeah, there you go, John Bertha, who uh, was 
I mean, is there anybody better at the role right now as a punisher than him? Nobody, right? So, I mean, who else are you going to bring in? And he's dying to get back on that on the character. So, that's not going to be a, a difficult sell. I mean, these actors are dying to reprise these roles because it works for them. And I talk about bringing them back on, on board. Right there, you'll have two, two TV shows that you can put right on. Uh, with the rest of the Marvel lineup, which whatever that, you know, ends up becoming. Uh, and then you could, you know, bring in other... And you don't have to use uh, Sony Spider-Man if you don't want to with the whole multiverse uh, the angle. You can bring in another actor and play Spider-Man in Daredevil. And, and have a crossover like that. I mean, the possibilities are always endless. Uh, when it comes to these uh, the series, and that's the one thing I really like about what DC and Marvel are doing, introducing the multiverses and and Flashpoint and all this stuff, because it allows them to play now with not only the uh, the universes that we already have, but you can now build different layers, different actors can just come in, and nobody can complain. It's like Zod said earlier: if you don't like one version, move on to the next one and see if you like that one. That's it. It's like, you know? like the comics. It's like if you don't like Batman, then there's there's the Dark Knight, and then there's Batman and Robin. Right. Like he's got like four books out. If you don't like one of them, pretty sure you like one of the others. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like the cool yeah. thing that DC's always had going. It's kind of nice that that's actually kind of taken off in live action because I never understood the idea that like oh I only there can only be one Batman. It's like well if you read the comics, there's really never only one version of Batman going right. at one time. I mean, my whole contention was since we all grew up with having like one guy play Superman, is you know it's when you're when you're kind of conditioned to having like one guy per generation as the face of the character. Uh, as, as a fan, I would like to see like one person still play the character, but now it's like, well, screw it. You know, there's so many different guys. You got the guy from Supergirl. You have Henry Cavill. You have Tom Welling, Brandon Ralph. I mean, just, you know, hey, keep going. Why not? Just throw me 20 different uh, versions of Superman. You know, why not? Zod, you want to uh, throw in uh, anything on the, the Superman, uh, Superman discussion? Who would you like to see as uh, the Super Kryptonian? And I think Zod is no longer with us. And I mean yeah, that. Yeah, him to drop. Yeah, yeah, his uh, Skype with tablet is not working out too well tonight. His tablet to Skype skills are lacking in the force. You got anything, Sonya? Well, you kind of just been nerding out. Like, you got just any insights? N- not, not right now. I'm just, like, listening. <laughs> <laughs> She's nerding out to us I, nerding I, out. I, I, I'm just, like, waiting for something to come up. That you know, uh, that I can chime into, you know, unless I can just throw something out there now. <laughs> well, let me ask Go you ahead. a question you got, about. You got topics, throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, we, no, you don't want me to start. Oh, uh, Angel, what were you? No. Uh, Angel, Jackal, I don't know what you want me to call you right now. You're Angel to me. <laughs> just no, just don't call me late to dinner if you have some good cooking. <laughs> Do I have something good cooking? No, not not tonight. Ah, uh, well. I didn't cook. I didn't cook dinner. I had eaten out. I had fast food, which no bueno. Oh, oh what'd you have, Taco Bell? 
<laughs> nope. Uh, Burger King. <laughs> he said Burger King. No, it nope. was, it was Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Oh, so, Chick Fil A. That's that would be my fifth option. Okay, why would it be your fifth option? <laughs> what would be your number one? Taco Bell. I, 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 I love the Mexican pizza, even though it's not a real Mexican dish. Mm-hmm. But it's so good. Um, Taco Bell, let's see, let's get some fast food. I would say Taco Bell my number one, Wendy's my number two. Um, I would say probably Little Caesars, number three, because I love that uh, Jesus pizza. Pizza, pizza. Uh, let me see... What am I, number four? Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah. Popeyes chicken is the shit. See what I'm saying? They have those new... um, I normally don't get their chicken strips when I do eat there. I don't eat there often because I don't eat a lot of fried foods. But when I do, I do love me some Popeyes. But they had these new chicken strips. They were cheddar. So um, good. Yeah, ch- buffalo cheddar. They were oh, like, it hits the lips. It's like so good. <laughs> Popeyes. It was pretty tasty, but yeah. And uh, n- number five will be Chick-fil-A. I, I like Chick-fil-A. But I don't you're eat, a Florida boy. You don't ever eat it. You don't like rallies or checkers, man? Like that's that was like my favorite place to eat when I was in Florida, man. Good at checkers is cool. Checkers. They're definitely in my top uh, eight. I'll probably say like they're like seven or eight on my list. I would say if I have to go top ten, Jesus. Uh, but uh, no, checkers is cool. I like I like the fries. Yeah, the awesome. fries are dope, man. Those seasoned yeah. fries, oh, so good. Hell yeah. Yeah. The problem with the checkers is like it's so greasy. It's like you go there and like you know you're gonna probably have a mild heart attack, uh, possibly a stroke, because like everything is like three True. billion calories. You know, like does it come with a heart yeah, surgeon's phone old number? Old style burger place, that's for sure. Yeah, it's old style <laughs> burger place, that's for sure. All greasy. It's like their champ burgers. Like this is not winning. You need the surgeon general's approval to eat this burger. It's like oh snap, like. Um, Johnny, you mentioned rallies. Did I hear you say rallies? Yeah, rallies and checkers. It's the same place. I, I, I've yeah. been to places where it's either or either. So, yeah, rallies and checkers. Like, they're uh, really good. I like it. I like Bro, Arby's curly fries. Have you had Arby's fries? Yeah. Arby's is the shit, too. I love their regular roast beef sandwiches, man. I, I, I run a train on them. It's so good. Yeah. They're expensive, for, but yeah, Arby's is the shit. Yeah, that, that's the thing I was going to say. They're they're a little bit out there in cost, but uh, Arby's that's, is really good. That's and why you get those coupons. Like like weekly, like on Wednesdays, I get coupons in my mailbox for like every fast food place around and near me. It's crazy. You get some good deals too. I sell cars for a living, and Johnny's a construction worker. I don't think we were like the coupon cutting type of guys. I'm oh no, I, I get them in my mail, but I uh, <laughs> I get them for Sonic and I get them for Carl's Jr. and pizza places. I don't get them for Arby's, sadly. Otherwise, I would. I'd be tearing up some Arby's more often. <laughs> 
I've never been to Carl's Jr. And everybody tells me it's awesome. Oh, you have it called Hardee's. It's called Hardee's where you're at. It's the same place. Oh, oh okay. We have Carl's Jr. here. I wonder, what they, I wonder why they... Uh, well, it's probably a different company that just mimic the same style, right? I don't It's two know. places, and then they kind of... They kind of got bought by the same place, and so, and they just served the same food, but they kept the, the the names because that's what they were popular as in that area. Instead of rebranding Hardee's as Carl's Jr. there, they just kept it because Hardee's was always a place there. Uh, that's kind of how it was broken down to me in a video I watched about it. Ah, uh-huh. makes sense. It's kind of like McDonald's and McDowell's. Ew. <laughs> I don't like McDonald's. Well, well, do you like McDowell's? Was vegan for like three years, <laughs> like being vegan for like three years, I just hate it all fast food places. I would just, Mm-mm. yeah. McDonald's uh, well, is really I... good if you're to go to the bathroom. If you're stopped up and you really need to go, <laughs> eat from McDonald's, man. You'll loosen right up. Man. The and, only uh... thing I like from there mm. is their sweet tea, and that's it. <laughs> you I'm, have I'm, not I'm lived. Hold on, you have not lived until you tried the guava pies. I gotta say, uh-huh. McDonald's nailed it out of the park with the guava pies. That is the best dish for dessert you're gonna have in any of these places. Oh yeah, forget the apple pie, that's nothing. Guava pie. Oh, okay. okay. Oh yeah, it's guava and cheese. You know, I'm Cuban, so we love our guava and cheese pastels and little pastelas, as we call them. And uh, this is, like, very much in the style of what we're used to eating, the guava and cheese, uh, you know, desserts. So uh, once I had one of these, I was, like, mind blown. I was like, oh, well, there is a use for McDonald's after all. Is it kind of like a, what do they call them, tortas or something like that, where it's, like, like, um... Torta like is basically a sandwich. Oh, okay. Torta? Yeah, that's mixed up. No, I said torta. T o r t a. I could have sworn. Oh, torta. No, but that's yeah, yeah torta, torta, torta. That was like a Mexican pastry or something. Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Mexi- yeah, Mexicans are the other Cubans. They're the Cubans of like the West Coast. <laughs> We're the Cubans of the like, Caribbean. <laughs> Two different kind of Cubans. Uh, what? Tortas, like, that I've usually had, like, their sandwiches, it's, um, they're really good, man. I used to tear those up when I'd go down to Mexico with my brother. I'd, yeah. Man, I'd eat some tacos, I'd eat some tortas, I'd go get, um, some aqua fresca, man, with some strawberry. Mm, oh, yeah. And I miss Mexico. I'd really like to go again. It's been so long. Oh, but, man. I, I, when I was a travel agent, I used to uh, go there uh, once, in a, once in a while, and, uh, Let's just say the uh, the authentic Mexican food is delicious. Unfortunately, though, you don't know what the meat actually is, so you might think it's delicious, and next thing you know, you're like, "Oh, he was a member of MS-13." I did not know that. Don't care. I don't, that's why I don't <laughs> ask, man. If it tastes good, just enjoy it. People try to say that same stuff to me about Chinese food or too, some, or some stray dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, oh, Chinese food is like, yeah, you're, you're Chinese, you're either you're eating bats, rodents, dogs, or cats. And they're like, it's all chicken. And I'm like, you lying bastard. I know it's not chicken, but I'm going to eat it anyway. I don't care. Yeah, because it's delicious. I don't care. <laughs> like, you go ahead and 
Like, hey, I've been thinking about it. My whole life found out what was in hot dogs when I was like 18. I still don't care. I'll eat a hot dog, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but think about it. it <laughs> Chinese are the only people that can get away with having a, an entree called the poo-poo platter. And people are like, yeah, I want some of that poo-poo in the platter. Can you give me some of that poo-poo? That that Never actually had to not sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Egg foo young? Uh, sure. With a poo-poo platter? Down. Egg rolls? No, no. Well, what kind of pork egg rolls? Pork and eggs in a roll. What do they think of next? I don't know, man. But I'm I'm hungry for sushi now. For I don't know, for no reason. Oh, but like, I yeah. love sushi. Oh my gosh! See, I don't go to raw it's fish. Way too late. Well, <laughs> you grab you, hub, it, grab hub, or Postmates or something. <laughs> what well, time it's not is all it raw. Like, um, it's it's eleven. 15, so yeah, it's way late. Way too late for me to go trust eating um, sushi out of a Grubhub, that's for shizzle. Ooh, <laughs> or no, wait, yeah. Grubhub is where they deliver it to you. But yeah. um, the place I go to, man, like I get one called the Volcano Roll, and it's um, it's actually um, fried eel. It's really Ooh. good. That doesn't sound too good. Well, if, you, if you feel that way, if you, if you go to a sushi joint, they all serve things called bento boxes, and like that'll all have like fried food. Like they have different kinds of fried chicken, and then you get like fried shrimp and a thing of rice. And it's basically like a little. It's awesome, man. Bento boxes rock if you don't want to like actually eat sushi. Like they do have cooked. Food. I'm just not into the raw of... meats. I don't care if it's sushi or any kind of like because you know they, it's not just sushi. They put like other fishes and stuff and like other like. Parts of that. I'm not. I'm just not into raw meat in general. But, I don't know. What's the sushi I have? It's like it's fish and um, avocado and a little cucumber rolled in rice. Oh, it's good, man. It's good. Okay. I'll fuck it. You guys are silly, but yeah. Whenever they say the term sushi, a lot of people think it's actually like the fish or the main ingredient that they're putting in there. Sushi is actually the style of food it is. Oh, I know. know what I mean, it's, it's a style of, yeah. Yeah, no, so. I know. But I'm it, just saying in general, I'm not into, like, raw meats. Because a lot of yeah. people, like, you know, like, like, even, like, some people enjoy, like, raw, like, actual, like, meat loin. Like, you know, like, cut of, like, cow meat. Like, some people actually like eating that yeah. stuff. I'm like, oh, that's fucking gross. Nobody eats raw beef, man. Like, I, I, yeah. I like bloody I do like mine pretty rare, That's, but like I like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's cooked. You know what I mean? It's but just still, not even right. even when it's bloody, I'm like, ah, that's kind of gross. Good. No, it's delicious. You guys Red are... meat is not good for you. Stop eating it. Yeah. Oh, no, not good. Don't you hit me with that hippie shit after you went up and talked about how people that wear masks are creepy. So, like, come on, you gotta you gotta stick to one message or the other. Either you're a hippie <laughs> or you're not. Come what on now. What are you talking about? Who said something about masks being creepy? You guys were talking about this. People wear no, masks what I, earlier. What I was saying is that <laughs> they passed that mask mandate here. I know. I'm just saying, but I. I don't care for the mask. I don't care for wearing a mask. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. 
How do we go from sushi to wearing a mask? <laughs> because oh, cause she got a hippie on me about red. She I, I didn't about get hippie. What, what you got hippie about? on me. Yeah, you did. That's a, that's some hippie vegan shit. Don't eat red meat. You put it in the I'm not a vegan. She was a but vegan for two or three years, right? I was for almost three years, yeah. yeah. It's been a year since I've been back on uh, my regular diet. It's not really a regular diet. I'm I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't... Me too. Yeah, that's, that's why I can't... ...of dairy. I try to stay away from dairy, but, you know, from time to time I have to go get some type of Italian dish, you know, lasagna or whatever. And then Mexican food too. I love Mexican food, but I have to, you know, limit myself take, on I how much I take stuff. In. Yeah. I don't do medication, you... so I don't so I just oh. try to avoid yeah, I I don't do any of that stuff. Oh yeah, no, I eat a little bit of cheese. Like if I have some pizza and stuff, oh, yeah, I'm farting up a storm, man. There ain't no <laughs> jokes about that. Like I, I, I have a intolerance to dairy as well, so like I know where you're coming from there. But yeah, like I got no problem with the meat, but yeah, like I drink almond milk and shit like that for shizzle because yeah, otherwise I'm <laughs> ripping them, man, all night. My cat's be like, dog, I can't sleep in here. Let me. Wow. No, true. Yeah, at least you're honest. Like, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> That's what happens to lactose intolerant people, man. When they when they eat cheese and drink milk, like, yeah, you end up I getting avoided, I avoid being in that situation. So I don't, you know, I eat very little. And I don't do cow's milk. Yeah. <laughs> Almond milk, I, I'm just so used to it. Like, I don't... Cashew don't, milk is bomb. If you want some milk with your cereal, because, like, when I tried it, eat cereal with almond milk the uh-huh. the the flavor of all, the almonds like overpowers the flavor of I the love cereal times, yeah. so so I, I go with cashew milk and it's like drinking oh. cow's milk that's yeah. how it is to me I mean, it, you know it's creamier it, right i've never, I've never uh, so, seen it so i guess my favorite she's my favorite nut so yeah in the same section um with the almond milk. There's like cashew and what else is there? Um, there's coconut. I like cashew butter too. Cashew I haven't had awesome. cashew butter. Oh, that's awesome. Like you'll never have peanut butter again if you ever try um, pistachio butter or um, cashew butter. Man, those are just so good. And they're so hard to find too, which is the pain in the ass about them. But if you can't, like, I definitely recommend checking them out. Yeah, like you'll know, you'll be like when you try peanut butter, you're just like, man, I wish I had some pistachio butter left. <laughs> I do almond butter. Almond butter is good too. Yeah. Almond butter is awesome. Yeah, like very expensive, as you said. Like for like a little thing of it, you pay almost ten bucks. Word. Yeah, that's so that's the, that's where they get you. Yeah. Whole Foods. Um, I think you pay less, like at. Um, well, the Trader Joe's. I think they're the least expensive out of all of those um, health food stores. Because there's Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. Um, Costco. Do you have any? Costco is not a health food store. Yeah, yeah, it was healthy enough. Store. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But, yeah. And you can buy them both. That's Costco. the best part. Do they have those in Florida? Like, I can't yeah, find them. They don't have those in the Midwest, man. And I didn't see them when I was in Florida. Otherwise, I'd have got a card. Because, like, I miss Costco from California, man. Those were the those were the shit. Like, you just go there, get, like, a 
box full of macaroni and cheese, man. Like, yeah. They have good pizza. I like, yeah, they got the little food window, too. I like mm-hmm. those churros. Yeah, that they, throw in there. they have the, the pizzones or cazone, whatever they call it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are universally Well, I have loved. a problem I go grocery shopping when I'm high sometimes, Sonia. So, like, yeah, they got a little food. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stoner food, cazones, yeah. That's oh, my gosh. You guys are hilarious. And there's there's not too much I don't do baked. I'm sorry. Like I I don't go to work baked. That's and and after that, like yeah, it's it's, it's I need to me cabbage. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> you should try selling a car baked. That well, is I mean most experience. of your other, I mean most of your colleagues do it all, high on cocaine all the time. So I figured like weed shouldn't be too hard. Like if they're doing it all, because like isn't like. You know, car dealers like they're mostly cokeheads, right? At least that's the stereotype I hear. Let's just say that's a stereotype that's very accurate. <laughs> that's just. A, I it's think a fact. you told us the story, Jackal. Oh yeah. There's uh, there's a lot. Let's just say there's a lot of uh, powder going around for uh, runny noses in the in the car business. Yeah. A lot of sniffles in the in the yes. in the dealership. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a lot of that going on. Uh, and a lot of people talking really fast, and they all love each other. But this is get off. Like in, my, yeah. in my work, you get bounced, man. There's a lot of fucking dope heads that get caught at work. And it's it's just unsafe, you know. Like, I, I you know, like, everybody kind of has the, the little off time thing. You know, like, most of my friends drink, you know. I have my hobby. But, um, you know, I'm an herbalist. But, you know, like... Everybody does it after work. You know what I mean? It's a exactly. no. Exactly. You can't if you can't make it through your ten ten hour shift. That, that you're it's you're scary, man. There, there's something wrong with you. I mean, like everybody has bad days, and that's when you call in sick and you just stay home and get high all day. And like everybody yeah. does it every now and then. But <laughs> I mean, don't come to work like that, man. Don't just don't. Especially if you like if you're doing work like I do. It's scary enough doing the type of stuff Jackal does, but like there. Think if you're like connecting iron or something, and you're you're that gacked out. You're like, yeah, dude. Like, no, the, whatever I you know the car business is nothing compared to what you do. Uh, I could not imagine being a cokehead and <laughs> doing what you do for a living, bro. That's, no, that just wouldn't yeah. You're, work right. you're looking at you're looking at dying really fast if you're gonna yes. try to stay high at work doing the job I do because it's it's like unattainable. Like you're just gonna burn. Yeah, it's mm. bad stuff. More than every brain cells. Then, yeah, every now and then somebody will um, drink too much and they'll come in a little buzzy and they'll just get turned around and sent home and like they don't get in trouble really for it. You know what I mean? But like if you come like lit up like that, yeah, you get you get written up and you get sent home bad. You know what I mean? You don't get don't get your money or nothing. So, and I, yeah. I, and I think that's proper, like, in my opinion. So do they do like random drug testing? They do. Yeah, it's uh, they do the cheek swaps now because of um, most places are either medicinal or legal. So like, yeah, and um, it, it's 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 changing. But yeah, the medicinal. Um, they do uh, monthly randoms, and if so, if you mess up and somebody 
you drop something big and you know there's an incident you'll have to go in and pee in a cup and they'll, they'll test you for that too but like usually if you're just doing your work and you you, you know what i mean you just do what you do like yeah, it's no problem it's just groovy you just got to deal with you know some dumb asses and here and there but you know it's it is what it is it's good times i don't know what else i could do to make the kind of money i make with um being a dipshit like I am, so yeah, it's, it's cool. Hey, never look down on yourself. Remember, there's always hope even Word. for the dippers of shits. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm working when a lot of my other friends are at home, so there you go. You're you're an essential. Well, some Word. people don't mind collecting that 800 bucks a week, which is about to end shortly soon. So. Well, well, they are uh, the next uh, stimulus package, uh, which uh, they say is going to be probably next month. Supposedly, it's going to be very generous. Well, that's cool. I still, I still get, I still get those checks anyways because I only make yeah. about yeah, I make about seventy thousand. So I, yeah, I got the whole twelve last time. So I'm going to get probably nice. whatever going to be this time too. So you know, like I, I kind of just skated right under that wire. So I still get those stimulus checks as well, which is pretty groovy yeah. for me. I well, think the next everyone, one, everyone uh, gets them if you're a taxpayer. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. of how much you make. No, it's if you're if you're a citizen, <laughs> if you're a citizen, because even if you didn't pay your taxes or for whatever reason, um, you can still because I didn't pay my taxes last year because I was not working all year last year, uh, so I didn't do my taxes. I didn't have to. Here in Florida, you you know, Florida is a no tax uh, state, so. Um, we only do federal taxes, but if you didn't work or you don't have income, you don't have to do your taxes here in Florida for that year. Um, the last two years, because of health, I haven't done my taxes because I have no income. Um, I'm living off my reserve money, and uh, even that's kind of like dwindling a little bit. Uh, so, you know, any uh, government stimulus does help, but I mean, I got the 1200 uh, the next uh, bill coming up, I qualify for that also. And they're looking at about fifteen to two thousand, fifteen hundred to two thousand around there. Um, it's the uh, rumored amount, so that should be nice. Next to two yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah. gonna buy myself some comic books. There you go. <laughs> if you can find a comic book store. But I did it. Oh, oh no, I buy them offline. I, w- I attempted to go to a comic book store uh, last weekend. Uh, I, w- I had went there. Cause, like, I usually check on Google first to see if they're open. Because like, I like Google comic book stores near me. Uh-huh. And I wanted to see which ones were open. Like, none of them were open nope. at all. It's no, most and, of like, them are the still one closed. Guy- mm-hmm. Like, there's this one guy, this one place I called, and he's the owner of the shop and of the, of the store, and he's the only employee. So he's like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to allow people to come in. You know, we were just conversating. Yeah. He was telling me that how he was shut down. But if there was anything that, you know, I was looking for in particular, I can just let him know, and, and you know, he'll assist me with that or whatever. But, but he's like, because... You know, if I get sick, then my business will be gone. <laughs> so, yeah, careful, yeah. This really, yeah, this has been really hard for the small business owners, which sucks. Well, the comic book, 
comics were yeah. like yeah, dangerous species anyway. The comic book shops. I mean, they were becoming in danger to begin with. So uh, this is going to cripple, you know, that entire um, um, field of entrepreneurship. I mean, the the local comic book stores are going to become like uh, like blockbuster video, where it's gone. And you're anything, Johnny? Like, what are you doing? One. That's it. That's you're going to get them online. Oh, Johnny. Um, no, I wasn't looking for anything in particular, but I thought I'd see what new um, graphic novels were out there of interest, and um, I really didn't continue shopping after after that. I had, I don't know. Well, I can help yeah, you. I, with, just... I can help you with that if you let me know what you're into. I can I can totally lead you towards some cool stuff. I mean, that's kind of my my thing. That's what I do. Like this this is fun and stuff. But like my true passion, like my other podcast and like my YouTube channel. Like yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of a guru, or I like to think of myself as one when it comes to that. Well, you have medium, to distribute so your I, links. He is well, a graphic um, vandal. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, well, I, I'd like to know what you're into, and then I can help you kind of figure okay. out what you want from there. But, yeah, I'll give you the link to my channel. You might be able to, like, get a couple recommendations from my videos because that's basically what I do. I just kind of, like, I'll have, like, a topic, and I'll cover five books that are in this weird topic that I cover, and they're usually really interesting things. At least I find them to be, and, yeah, I'll go ahead and send you that you after are. the show. Okay, thanks. Appreciate that. No and with that, what I do. <laughs> with that, we made another connection for you, Johnny. See, <laughs> weird word. Another view for your channels. Oh yeah, I'm getting right. closer. Like, um, my next big um, subscriber goal is 666. I'm gonna do an AMA video for that. I got already got my friends asking me questions for that, so that should be fun, and that should get me a lot of. Notoriety for doing a six 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 video, get all them Christians pissed at me again, like I love to do. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that worked out. That worked out really well. That worked out really well for him on Facebook, by the way. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, hail Kenobi, the Lord yeah, in Christ. Obi Wan Kenobi memes. I, I didn't know they were such a touchy fucking subject, but wow, I learned <laughs> that one the hard way. Dog, yeah, that's. <laughs> so yeah, he posted. Uh, yeah, well, actually, yeah, we still are on the air. Uh, it's funny he he posted an Obi Wan Kenobi meme of Obi Wan Kenobi as Jesus on what was it a Christian chat group? No, I posted it on uh, just on my on my um, on my normal page, and then I posted it in a group that I'm in called. Shit case cinema, which is full of a bunch of film fans, and most of them like really raunchy, nasty stuff. As you can tell, it's called shit case cinema. So I didn't yeah. think that there would be a kerfuffle, but somehow, <laughs> like the the one that I posted in shit case cinema, like somehow, like two hundred thousand people liked it, hated it, commented on it. So like it was the only thing I've ever done that went viral for some reason. And yeah, it's this picture of you and McGregor as everyone can know me, and it says. I was brave enough to post this picture of Jesus Christ on my Facebook. I bet all the rest of you are too ashamed. Or something like that. Basically kind of trying to Jesus shame some Christians, but it's a picture of Obi-Wan. It, it was a, it's a stupid I'm meme. I'm looking at it right now. I don't know if it's the same meme that you're talking about. But oh, there's, there's, there's dozens. There's, there's a dozens lot of them. Yeah. yeah. 
because he he looks. No, I just found it. Thought it was funny and posted it, and like, oh my god, it took off, and like, oh, so many people got so pissed about it. Like they were trying to get me kicked out of the group, and then they tried to get me kicked off of Facebook, and they did one time, and then I was able to come back. And what was the name of the group again? The Shit Case Cinema. And they had a problem with Obi-Wan Kenobi as Jesus. No, no, no. no. The, the people that ran the group said that they wouldn't kick me out. They told Facebook and everybody that, like, it's, it's there's nothing offensive about the meme. Sure, it's snarky, but, like, it's, uh, it's, it's stupid as hell. Like, you're a Christian. Does that make you mad at all, Sonia? No. I mean, no. Okay. I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not a holy roller, <laughs> so... You know, stuff like that don't bother me. But uh, but I'm thinking um, maybe a lot of people were um, reporting your posts and trying to get you kicked out. That's, so, yeah, that's like, kind of what happened I, there. The way it works, isn't it like um, where, you know, they get so many people and then the admin is notified, right? Is that how yeah. it goes? Yep. Yeah. Because I know he, Johnny just mentioned that um, they weren't going to kick him out. So or no, but if, Facebook has uh, come under scrutiny because uh, they've uh, not. It's not so much that they. It's always people that notify them. They're actually going and shadow banning people and uh, just taking oh. images off and. Oh, and, trust uh, me, I know. You hear me complain or you hear me say something on Facebook all the time. Not hear yep. me, but see. What I post on Facebook, they're always messing yep. with my shit. So oh, there were, there was, they were always after me too. After I came back, because they um, after they wouldn't kick me out of the group, they started reporting me personally. Like this, these people started following <sighs> my account, and anything I'd do, I'd get reported. And then so like, yeah, trolling you big time. Yeah, you just had a pack of haters, bro. That's all it was. Nah. And then I came back, and then um, it kind, of, and then after I came back. Everything I did, like, I had to, like, show Facebook my ID over and over again to verify that, like, this was my account. And, like, they just kept fucking with me. And then, like, um, I got reported by the, the same little troll that's been that's still buzzing in my ear. I can't get rid of Tim to save my fucking life. But, um, and then finally I got booted, booted off of Facebook again. And I just went to Twitter. And it's kind of been a lot better until this last week with um, some of the stuff that's kind of popped off in pop culture it's gotten really kind of hairy on there which i mean everybody's just angry and anxious because everybody's stuck at home and i kind of get it but it's yeah it's it's not fun to be on there sometimes though is all i'm saying and it was it was kind of fun there for a little while until recently and that's kind of a bummer in my opinion I would drop Facebook altogether if it wasn't like it was so needed for like the podcasts and uh, to promote and and stuff and build, um, you know, recognition for these shows. Uh, if it was just a big platform, honestly, I would probably drop Facebook altogether because it's it's just not it, you know things like that that happen, Johnny. But like a lot of their security issues and the policies and the internal stuff that it, it really is just. It's stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Um, I, I, I know you were, like, already ingrained there, but, like, in the short time I've been on Twitter, I've actually, like, gotten, like, a way bigger platform and way more 
followers and supporters and people that are into what I do on Twitter than I ever did on Facebook. So for me personally, I, I kind of think that the one platform is kind of better at promotion than the other but i don't know like facebook seems to work better for you so i'm not going to tell you that you should well, no, i i use both twitter too but i i use both i use twitter i mean i tweet whenever you know i'm doing a live show and i tweet you know i'm constantly tweeting stuff out also um what the thing i love doing now is i just I'll post a blog on my uh angelspino.com page and uh i'll take that and i'll make that my tweet or i'll post that on facebook and so it's like I, I you know, I, I'm building my page, and at the same time, I'm tweeting stuff out and you know, doing Facebook and putting it all over the place, and uh, so it's like it, it builds on one thing, you know, and it just goes on from there. Uh, but as far as uh, using both, I use both of them, and uh, for me, just Twitter hasn't really got me the same kind of notoriety or, or brought the same kind of people over. But I will say this though. The people who have noticed on Twitter have been bigger names than the ones on Facebook. Word. That's what I mean. Like, I actually yeah. talk to comic creators on Twitter. Right. They actually, yeah. like, I actually, like, get to know them a little bit, and they actually send me preview copies of comics, and I get to review them before, like, they're out and stuff, which I w- was not allowed to me on Facebook, or at least when I tried to talk to them, they didn't seem to respond back to me on facebook but on twitter they're like yeah dog you sound cool here check this out this is our book it's coming out next month go ahead and post about it you know they love the free promo you know they they feed off of it so it's kind of a nice neat little circle circular thing that us kind of like reviewer tweeters and the the actual pros have and uh, it's been working pretty well for me personally which i was not getting at all on facebook but you're in a different situation than i am you're not kind of like in such a small market you kind of very wide you got the alien thing you got your political side to your show so you're like kind of all over the place whereas mine, i'm like very centered on one type of medium yeah, I have uh, a little bit more of a spread when it comes to like the topics I talk about on the show. But it's not just that; is uh, you know the other stuff I produce also the the yeah, shows that I that I'm not even the main you know post on. Uh, those shows do really well on Facebook for whatever reason. And the other hosts, uh, for example, Mitch or Nicholas Gerber, who does a show that I produce, he doesn't really go on Twitter all that much, uh, if ever. Which I don't know why he doesn't do that, but. Uh, he loves Facebook, so I, th- I think it's also a unfortunate habit thing. Twitter is really hard to get used to. It was really hard for me to finally like learn how to say something in such a little amount of words that you're allowed yeah. to on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's kind of a pain in the ass at first, but once you kind of get used to doing the tweet thing, it, it, it's pretty rad. It's just kind of restrictive. I kind of wish that they'd add more characters to tweets. Yeah, well, that they there could are obviously... apps to fix that. There are apps to fix that. And and what it it does, uh, um, I think there's one called Tweet Something. It's called Tweet Something, but basically it ties into your Twitter account. Isn't it Periscope? Isn't that one of them? Um, No, Periscope's like their little video. Periscope's their video thing. It's kind of like Vine. I think you're talking about TwitLogger, right? Where you kind of like write a whole, like you can write a whole blog and it'll show up as a tweet kind of. Exactly, and then when they click on it, you know they can see more or whatever to open up the entire thing. Yeah, if you if you have more to say, but you know. 
That's why I just blog it on my own blog and then blog the blog blog back to Twitter and I'm like, hey, yo, you even... night. Go back to my blog. Uh-huh. See, yeah. but it, direct, it directs traffic back to my website, so it's uh, more it's more efficient that way because that way people will be like, oh, who's that jerk off on the radio? Oh, okay, that's the guy who just blogged the stuff. Oh, let me listen to the what he's got to say, and then you build the audience by doing a, a blog and tweeting it out. So I, I mean, what well, those third party apps are nice. I think that probably for me would be a better option. Just put it on my blog and say, "Here, check this out," and use the uh, little amount of characters they allow you to use, which is like 140 amount of characters. I'm not sure. I never counted. I just know that, like, as soon as I'm like really getting a good flow and like saying something cool, it's telling me like, "Okay, you got three words, three letters left." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, let me shorten <laughs> it down and try to make this work a little better." <laughs> You yeah, fall into the habit of like when you're like saying like you you y o u like you shorten that's like just the letter u because I do it all the time. I, I haven't quite gotten there. Like I, I use I, I, I'll say like the, the I'll spell it t h o instead of spelling like the whole the u g h shit. Yeah, but think about yeah. that. U just one letter. You save two characters. Those characters' lives matter. <laughs> Especially on Twitter. Characters' lives word, matter. Word. <laughs> characters' lives matter. <laughs> I'm thinking of that, along the lines of that, um, there's a video, or there's a live uh, video or broadcast of another protest. Was it in D.C., I think? It's called F the Police Protest. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they had like, one here in Miami, is, Florida, also. What are they going to come up with next? <laughs> and and what was so funny, it was it was a bunch of um, white millennials, and then people yeah. were commenting. They're like, white women. where are all the black people at? <laughs> white women. It's about to say, like, white women. I'm like, uh, and, and this is the funniest part about that, and I'm like, okay, so next time somebody breaks into your house, white lady, and they want to rape you and beat you, um, you, there ain't gonna be no cops to you to call, so you're gonna call Ghostbusters. Your ass is gonna be beaten, raped, and dead. So good luck with that. Yeah, I'm like, man, what's the deal? I mean, what, what's what's well, that's you know that's the way people are mentally stupid, and they think defunding the police is actually like a good thing. Like, okay. So when these and, and, the, and we don't you know we don't get too political on this show, but uh, yeah, just to I, I run for like one second, like because I have friends in Seattle, like my boy out of sight who's in Seattle, and Sir Mix a lot and a lot of like people that are you know with out of sight music and with the Rush Project that which I'm cool with, and uh, you know I have people in Seattle and I'm worried about them because it's so crazy up there. But when you have like an area like the the chop or the chaz or whatever or the chop chop zone or whatever, I mean, the the, the mayor was so like idiotic to come on and say, yeah, this is going to be the summer of love, and now they're like uh, investigating uh, some uh, let me see about a dozen murders, uh, two dozen rapes, uh, that's a lot of love, a lot of love. That woman has blood in her hands. Is what she has. And nobody seems to be want talking about that. 
But that's uh, that's the topic for my Sunday show, not for this show. That's what you're going to hear on the Sunday show. Okay. More on that. Uh, but I think we've already extended the uh, time on this one. What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, man, I'm tired. Like, I, I'm, like, pulling a Zod and kind of crashing out on you guys, man. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm old. I'm turning 38. I'm turning 39 in a, in a couple months. I'm old. I, I fucking hate you. I'm 42. <laughs> you guys are dark heads. Anyway, uh, it's still kind of early for me. It's not even 10 o'clock yet here. But, okay, cool. Bro, I got, I, I got I work know. in the morning, too. I got to I, I I get too. up. Yeah. I got I, I to sleep in the morning. Yeah. I got to sleep in the morning. Oh, yeah, you... You're you're lucky. I, I feel for you. I know why you always want to keep us on the phone, man. I know you get lonely, Jackal, and shit, man. I yes. feel bad when I got to bail on you, but like, man, like some. There's only I so many times that I can hear hanging tough before it just gets too much. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> uh, that's by the way, Sonia. We're, the only reason we keep referencing that is because that's one of the few nuggets of misinformation that we got from cold cuts. Um. It was a pretty hilarious story, and one that I was, like, dumbfounded that he actually, like, thought of, because I had not even thought of, like, uh, no kids in, like, a decade, maybe two or three, I don't know, since they were relevant. Uh, and he just one day blurted out, what, you're a fan of no kids? And I'm like, what? The fuck you get that from? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, and his his thing was like, well, didn't you have a poster on the wall once in the apartment? I'm like, dude, that wasn't even mine. That was actually the girlfriend of my roommate, and she had put it on like the wall of one of like the hallways. And um, it was funny because when I got there, we went to go upstairs to go up to the rooms. And this is back in 2005, and uh, I, one day I'll go upstairs and I'm like, why the fuck is there a new kids on the block post in the middle of the hallway? And uh, Domingo, which is uh, the name of the, my, my roommate back then, he's like, oh, yeah, that's my girlfriend's poster. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't answer my question. Why the hell is yeah, it on the wall? <laughs> I don't care who it belongs to. Why the fuck is it on my wall? <laughs> and he's like, oh, she's yeah. a... Huh? You shouldn't feel too bad, though, man. Like, to tell you the truth, like, I think Justin Timberlake's a cool motherfucker. I don't like his music, but I think he's, like, a really funny dude. And I think he's a pretty decent actor, and he um, he's pretty smart when I hear him talk. So you know, like I like Justin Timberlake. So like I can't really give you that much shit for liking. Uh, I don't. That's the that's the thing. But it's funny because he referenced that poster. I'm like, that wasn't even mine. Like, now I like some you know pop music. I like the Jackson Five, New Edition, the uh, Bee Gees. I love the Bee Gees. My favorite group from the uh, 70s. Uh, and I've often said that. I'm, I don't hide from that kind of music. But I've never been a New Kids on the Block fan. Like, it just wasn't my thing growing up. Now, if you talk to me about, like, Tupac or, like, that was that era. Like, you know, what, I mean, that's kind of like a, and by the way, which is funny because they knew each other. So, go figure. Tupac knew the new kids on the block? Are you, how? Did he, like, yeah. you know, hang them off a balcony because they owed money or something? No, apparently they were, one of them was in a movie with Tupac, and they became really good friends. Okay. Well, I forgot True Tupac story. was, like, 
Tupac kind of was like hanging out with that Humpty Humpty dance guy, so he was kind of schlocky when he first started anyways. Yeah. He did a movie with so Mickey Rourke. And uh, Mickey Rourke, Tupac, and um, I think uh, the one who married Jenny McCarthy, Marky Mark's brother. Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah, that's the guy, Donnie, yeah. The only one that I kind of know is the one with the horse face. I know him because I met him in person yeah, once. Yeah, I met him at Toys R Us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's the one I, I know, like, the only one that I really know. Uh, that one and uh, the lead singer, Jordan, because there's a, a guy who was trying to buy a club once who I was friends with, and he wanted to have him on uh, to perform for some reason back in 1999. And uh, me and another <laughs> buddy of mine went and, went and we were like, uh, okay, if you want to have him, put up, I don't know why, but uh, something that to do with his mom was a fan of theirs or some crap, and... And uh, that was booking, like, you know, like, musicians for when he bought the club. And I went to try to book him, and I couldn't get to him. And I was like, all right, I'm moving on. And uh, there's actually a witness to that. His, uh, his name is Gary. He's on my Facebook. He was there, he was there that night. And uh, it was kind of a weird thing. Like, we went. We didn't get anywhere. And we're like, all right, we're not booking him for the club. So we just moved on to, like, the next people in. And then the club never happened. So we were like, all right, screw this. Going back to my other job. Back to the car business. That's crazy. Because, I mean, like, I've met a couple dudes from punk bands, but, like, none of them were, like, really famous. I mean, like, I, I, I think the most famous people I met was maybe, like, the dudes from Rancid. Oh, and Henry Rollins. Like, and I called him Hank. He got really fucking mad at me, which was hilarious. But, yeah, don't if you ever meet Henry Rollins, don't call him Hank. Like, That'd be unless cool. you want to see him get really pissed off. Hey, why not? I already, I already got Lou Ferrigno like, to almost kill me once. That was oh, cool. Oh, dude. Henry Rollins <laughs> is way scarier than Lou Ferrigno, man. Like, Henry dude. Rollins is way scarier than Lou fucking Ferrigno. The Incredible Hulk. Come on, guy. Come on. Come dude, Henry Rollins sang for Black Flag, all right? He's like this big buff, just scary You're a guy. liar. He was at the time. Now he's old. But yeah, okay, you know who Henry Rollins is. Okay. Of course. He was also in. He was in Bad Boys too, too, right? Was he with like the cop at the beginning? That was yeah. With them. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Henry Vaughn is. He's a badass. Like, in fact, I was. You know, for a long time, I was like, this dude should do more movies because he has like a real like good movie presence about him. Like, I was surprised he didn't get more into movies. He's a good actor. Like for what he's done, he's always been like you know. Watch realistic. Watch one that he was in a little while ago. It's a horror movie called He Never Died. It, it, it was really good. He was he was really good in that. And then I really like him in a movie called The Chase with Charlie Sheen, where he plays like this cop. Yeah, I've seen Sheen. The Chase. Yeah. Hilarious in that. Yep. <laughs> That's when Charlie man. Sheen was actually winning. Winning, exactly. Before he, he started losing. Swanson in that movie because oh man, I don't even like. Oh Buffy yeah. Longer. She was so hot. The original Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. The real buff, yeah. See, I never even was a fan of that, but I know who she is, and I know the series. And, I and, never uh, watched that either. I, I never watched that or the TV series. I never watched fan. the show, but I watched the movie. That's like what kind of how I was like a Luke Perry fan before, like he was in uh, Riverdale and shit, and everybody else started thinking he was cool. I was like, what? You know, he played Pike in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Luke Perry's cool. I don't care what no, I, I always thought he was cool. I thought he was really cool in the uh, Fifth Element. I thought he should have been more in that movie than what he was. Like the, when I saw him in the beginning, I was like, "Oh snap, cool!" Yeah, 
cool. He, he's going to probably be in all this. Aziz, and then... Nothing. Yeah, he's just kind of, yeah, just drawing pictures and then just like, yeah, gets locked up after the aliens show up. I'm like, that's all you're going to do with Pike, really? Come on, man. You're fucking Luke Perry with the sideburns and shit. Yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> in his prime. And this is like a big movie. Like, why didn't he get a bigger role? Like, I never understood that. He's a very and underrated it's, it's actor. It's Chris Tucker's fault. I'll blame Chris Tucker, just because. <laughs> why not? Uh, that's another actor who, like, only did, only did Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3, and, like, hasn't done crap since, like... He might be in um, Friday Part 4, but as long as they make Smokey, like, rehabbed and shit, like, he's not going to play, like, Smokey Piece of Stoner, is what he's said so far, but he, he's, he might be returning for Friday Part 4 when, like, they finally make that whenever... I don't even know that's ever going to be made. I mean, at this point, is there anywhere else seen to go with the Friday series? I mean, part three was kind of like stretching it to like stupid land. You know, like yeah, but it was still great, man. Terry Crews was so hilarious in that movie, man. He was. <laughs> the one that grabs him by the balls with like the pliers and like drags him on, and like this motherfucker trying to rape me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Terry Crews is awesome, and. That barbershop went as far as it could too. Part three wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. Cat Williams, not too I, hard. I, I still like, I still really like Ice Cube's movies. I hope he kind of comes out with another one that's not like Friday or Barbershop soon. Yeah. Yep. He's actually a funny uh, ass dude. And by the way, it's Cat Williams, not uh, that wasn't Cat. Yeah, I, I get my uh, miniature comedians uh, confused sometimes. They're, they're oh, so tiny. They're tiny. <laughs> he is the. Like, He's a little midget, man. He's, he, I bet Cat Williams is shorter than Tom Cruise. I swear to you. He's like probably the only person in Hollywood that is, but I guarantee you <laughs> Cat Williams is shorter than Tom Cruise. Cat Williams is like him and Warwick Davis are like right there. Yeah. <laughs> Warwick Davis Cat will play the in, Ewok. Cat Williams is going to be in Willow Part 2. <laughs> yes. That would be worth getting COVID-19 for, going to theaters. I'm just saying. Oh just, think, just think about that. Huh? Cat yeah. Williams, Willow 2. I'd risk my life to see that in theaters. Where? I just want to see Willow too. I've like wanted that for like ever. <laughs> as soon as like Solo got announced, and like Ron Howard's like, the only reason why I'm making this movie is so I can finally make Willow too. It's just like, you know what? This movie's gonna suck, but you rock, Ron Howard, for making a shitty movie to be able to make a good movie. And like, it doesn't look like they're ever actually gonna let him do it. Which I'm like, no, just because they right. they thought it was gonna be a huge like, hit. The the problem is, I thought Solo was going to be this huge, massive blockbuster and a bomb, and that stopped everything. Uh, but we'll we'll see Willow two eventually. I mean, that's going to happen. I, I think what we'll end up seeing is probably seeing it rebooted on streaming. To be honest, because you can't get Val Kilmer back, and uh, you can get Warwick Davis back, but um, you know he's also up there in age at this point, so. Yeah, they gotta hurry up because those little guys—they don't live for very long. That's kind of the exactly. tragic thing about the, about um, them. And so he's actually like pretty up there for you know people of his size yeah. and his condition. Like he's getting to the age that most of them don't make it past. Kind of tragically. So yeah, that's another kind of thing that has me worried about it. I mean, many of them last long. He has, yeah. yeah Warwick Davis has had a phenomenal for his size and you know his uh, niche uh, that he, of what he can get as an actor. He's done really well for himself, and uh, 
he's played iconic roles. I mean, Wicked and uh, Star the Wars. Yeah, the Leprechaun, and yeah, of course, you know Willow. My iconic, you know, characters. Uh, it's going to be hard to top him for any uh, little person to come out and, and be able to top the the work that he put in. So hats off to him, dude. Seriously. Yeah, Warwick Davis is awesome. Yep, and a good actor, like a really solid actor. Like I don't know why he doesn't get you know more performances. I know that uh, this other guy uh, from uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, he's good yeah. too. He's really good, also. Yeah, and uh, he's another solid actor who's you know doing really, really well uh, when it comes to the kind of work he's getting for his size. So, hey, if they ever do uh, Star Wars miniatures, he can play Luke. He does like um, when I was watching uh, what was it Infinity War when like he got yeah. the beard at first. I thought it was um, yes, Mark that's and he what... talked, and I thought it was Binklage, and I'm like, oh damn, look at they made him. A- a giant in this. That's, that's awesome. This is like good for A you. mini Luke. <laughs> I just think about that. All miniature Luke, Leia, Han, little Han, little Leia, little Chewie. <laughs> that's what it would sound like, yes. Oh my god. The Millennium Falcon could be like the Millennium Pigeon because it would be a lot smaller. Don't know it would be a Falcon size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with with that, folks, I think we should call it a night. Huh? Let's all wrap it up. Uh, Johnny, uh, uh, give audiences again a link to your other uh, works so they can check you out, brother. Yeah, um, my YouTube channel is Graphic Vandalism. Like I told Sonia, I make videos where I pretty much recommend comics of odd varieties. Good stuff. And my podcast is nerds from the underground you can find us on nerdy legion podcast network we're also on stitcher uh itunes uh what's that one sporkify like all those like you can find us on them so check us out good stuff yes indeedy and uh sonia in the next uh 10 years we're gonna have your podcast up and running right (laughs) why you gotta clown me like that jackal (laughs) Angel, you're angel to me. You're, you're jackal to everybody else. You're my Sonja. Anyway, <laughs> I used no, to like really, troll her, like oh. saying Sonja, and she's like, "I'm not Sonja. It's just Sonja." No, you used to call me with with the. You used to pronounce the J in my name. I know, because it would bug you, and you're like, "It's just Sonja," and I'm like, "I know." Anyway. <laughs> Nah, hopefully I'll have something up and running soon. Well, we cannot wait. Red Sonia. I know you guys have my back. Yeah, so... <laughs> anyway. 110,000% we got your back, girl. Don't we got to talk about the awesomeness of being lactose intolerant and eating cheese. Oh, there no. You go. <laughs> it, it's not going to be a... Mm-mm. Catch me on uh, Sunday nights, guys. I'll be on on the Inside the Jackal's Head program, and I'll be live at 10 p.m. to midnight. And, of course, we have Kaiser's Talk Radio right after that and Unleashed Truth Radio with Mitchell Nicholas Gerber right here on psn-radio.com. Forward Zod Rider will be on on Tuesdays. Uh, Tuesday night, I don't know who he has on, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty good, so check him out Tuesday at 9 to uh, 11, I believe, is uh, still the time slot, if I'm correct. 
Uh, he'll be on live. He's also got um, a new really cool uh, YouTube venture called Four Nerds. They kind of have yep. their show sporadically placed around YouTube, but they are launching their own channel, and like Zod is very excited about that, and I've listened to a couple episodes. It's good stuff, so if you guys want to check out more from Zod, where he's really on his game, check out those um, Four Nerds shows. Really rad stuff. Cool beans. So there you go, guys. Check that out. Uh, is there a link for that that we can give up? Just uh, look up YouTube Four Nerds. Um, I can send just, um, some links to you that you can give to people that he sent me earlier, but they don't have their own channel yet, so it's kind of, like I said, kind of they're kind of sporadically placed around YouTube right now on a couple different channels. But yeah. Oh, and uh, for next month, we have a big guest uh, that we are looking to book, and uh, I'm not going to give the name yet because it's not 100% go, but he's a historian in comics, and uh, Johnny and myself are very excited to have uh, the gentleman on, if it all works out well, so uh, we're looking forward to that, and much, much more right here on PSN Radio. So, till then, uh, I bid uh, you guys all good evening, good night, for Zod Rider, Johnny Alpha, and Sonia. I am the Jackal, and we'll catch you all next week. Night, y'all. Stay classy, y'all.